Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 131. This special edition episode was a lot of fun. We recorded it on Friday night. It was a live stream show, and this is the replay. I had Matt from Big Blocks Garage and Blake from DIY Hemi jump on to start us off, and both of those gentlemen are my fellow members of the Motley Crew of Mopars. Be sure to go follow us on Facebook. In the first part of the show, we talked about Dodge's Chief Donut Maker Contest, got caught up with Big Block and his projects, and also with Blake, we got caught up with him and heard his crazy story of how he caught himself on fire and is now recovering from the severe burns he sustained uh, to his face and arm. So we also got a chance to field some questions from the chat um, during the live, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and then things got weird. Let me explain. It's no secret that I'm a huge Mopar enthusiast, but I also have a special interest that I don't get to talk about much, and that is in the paranormal, conspiracies, true crime, and basically all things weird and strange. And as it turns out, Matt is the same as well. He likes to talk about that kind of stuff, and he's had some crazy experiences, and we thought it would be fun to have an episode where we talk about Mopars in the beginning of the show, and then go totally off the rails and share some crazy stories of the paranormal. We ended up having some friends join us on screen later in the show, including my friend Brian from Dust Devil Garage, Jed Scott from Scott's Speed Shop, and my buddy Polly, who was one of my friends that helped me haul the dumpster fire home. Um, this podcast had some really funny moments and some great stories. But there was also some talk that could be considered not appropriate for younger audiences. Um, it wasn't too bad, but it was controversial enough for me to throw this warning out there. So parents, please, if you have young ears around, please save this episode for when they're not around. All in all, it was a good time as usual, but I'm sure some people will wonder why in the heck I wanted to talk about weird stuff like ghosts, aliens, dragons, Bigfoot, the universe, and things like that. And the answer is simply because I find it all very interesting. And as it turns out, so do a lot of my friends. Matt and I have even been considering starting a show devoted to discussions about these crazy topics as well. So if you're interested in or entertained by that kind of subject matter, stay tuned. I'll keep you guys updated on what's going on with all of that. But Right now, I think it's time to talk some Mopars, and then we can go off the rails into the world of the paranormal and everything strange. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars Live. <laughs> You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Before we get into the juicy meat of this episode, I have to ask you guys a question. Is your Mopar protected? Whether it's sitting outside in the elements or inside the safe confines of your man cave, it's important to keep your Mopar protected. That's why I'm excited to announce that I'm now affiliated with a company offering an amazing solution for vehicle protection. They have everything from basic indoor shields all the way to the top of the line platinum shields, offering the very best protection to keep your vehicle safe both indoors and outdoors from elements like dust, water, snow, and even UV rays. Their products are guaranteed to fit and are backed by a great warranty. To find out more about my new affiliate, please visit TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and follow the link to their website. If you need protection for your Mopar, don't worry, we got you covered. Before we uh, get started here, so this is Friday night after dark. Now, 
we are going to talk some Mopars in the beginning, but I'm a fan of the paranormal. Now, I don't know what's real and what's not, but I do love to talk about crazy stuff like that. Um, ghosts, conspiracy theories, Bigfoot, UFOs, crazy stuff like that. Um, and I thought it would be fun today after we get done talking some Mopar stuff, if we got into the paranormal a little bit. I know I have a story or two. I know my friend has a story or two. What's up, Mark? What's up, Jovita? Brian, what's up? Welcome to the show. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be fun after talking some Mopars for a bit that we talk a little weird stuff, paranormal. Um, I know it's like so off the beaten path of Mopar stuff, but you know, uh, I thought it'd be fun. What's up, Alex? Um, <laughs> better than TV, huh? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Blake, can you hear? Oh, Blake's out. <laughs> Blake was in the green room. We'll bring him back on in a minute, but I, like I said, I... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm kind of weird. I, I like the, the weird supernatural stuff. Jovita, the roadrunner is not haunted. Although I'm sure there are some dead mouse ghosts in that thing. Um, funny enough. So I have now I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say anything weird here, but, uh, I'll bring Blake on here. Hold on one second. Let me bring Blake on Blake. What's up, buddy. Can you hear me? Blake, can you hear me? Blake. <laughs> Hold on. Blake, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Blake, can you hear me? Blake, I'm going to take you off screen. <clears throat> so anyway, I'm going to tell this story real quick while Blake figures out his technical stuff. So I have this picture, and it's kind of an iconic picture of... Um, it's of Grand Spalding Dodge, right? <clears throat> and uh, in the couple years that I've been in this little studio in my house now, um, nothing has ever been out of place. But this picture has gone crooked a couple times. Now, I thought, there's no wind in here, okay? And I'm not saying it's Mr. Norm's ghost or anything crazy like that. I'm just saying it's weird. Um, but the picture will go crooked. Now, as an experiment... I straightened it up, you know, tested to make sure it was pretty stable. Every other picture I have in here, like uh, the magazine ads and stuff I got behind me, super easy to knock, you know, crooked. But this picture has gone crooked and really crooked, like ridiculously crooked. So I was like, that's weird. So I straightened it up and I, I have a closet door right next to it. So I slam the door, try to get it to move. The thing will not move. And I never go over into that corner. So I thought that's weird. I'm not saying it's a ghost. I'm just saying that weird things like that. Now, I'm sure it can be explained away. I'm just not smart enough to do it. But I thought for sure slamming the closet door over and over again would knock that thing silly. But it didn't. And it's not the only picture I have on that wall. And, it, you know, it's probably the most sturdy. But um, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. But, uh, oh, I see Dustin's in the house. <laughs> What's up, Dustin? Um it could be my wife, dude. She could be she could be messing with me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't she really doesn't come in here very often though. I don't know. Big Block is in the house. Matt Monroe from the Matt from Monroe on Big Block's Garage Podcast. Let's bring him on. Hey, Matt, buddy. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Paul Paul says it's the floor, vibration from the floor. Then why are all the other pictures that are so easy to move? Perfect. Even my, I have a whole shelf right behind me back here. 
back there of all little hot wheels never out of place and m2 machines and things like that nothing is ever out of place nothing is ever out of place on my desk i just thought it was weird like i said i'm not saying it's mr norm's friggin' ghost and the last person he'd want to haunt you know what i mean <laughs> i just thought it was weird but um definitely uh paul i don't think they're they're not uh the framed ads that i have on my wall are bare like you can blow on them and the things will move it's crazy <laughs> um but who, who knows big mike's hoopty barn what's up buddy <clears throat> brian have a good night <laughs> jovita says she agrees something is going on she believes jovita if you have any ghost stories feel free to jump on <laughs> um ghosts of hoa pass that's funny but for, for right now we're going to go ahead and hold off on all the paranormal stuff. I know I'm probably turning off a lot of people. People are probably like, paranormal, this is a talking Mopar show. This is talking Mopars after dark, okay? So we're, it's not, hey, truth be told, it's not even dark here yet, but that's okay. Um, Matt, what's been up, man? It's been a while since you've been on the show. What's happening? Man, not too much. I mean, I've just been tinkering with old Biggin back there behind me. Yeah, the old Swepty. Yeah. I, have you talked, you've talked about it on the show before, haven't you? Very, very little. Like, man, I've been, I've been a ghost on y'all. I apologize. Oh gosh, yeah, you have been a ghost. Speaking of ghosts, <laughs> so for the people that maybe haven't watched the show with you on it or anything like that, tell them about your projects, including, including the duster. Okay, well, hi. If you haven't seen me before, I'm Matt, uh, aka Big Block of Big Block's Garage. Um, I got a few, a few projects sitting around. Uh, I got a car <laughs> problem for sure. Um, you can see the one behind me. It's my 69 D100 that I picked up for a steal. Um, it's got a 360 LA small block in it with a three on the tree, eight and three quarter rear end. Um, as it, as it sits behind me is how I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to make the interior nice and then leave the outside how it is. Um, and then I have a 71 duster that I'm Gen 3 Hemi swapping with, and then I'm going to probably end up putting a more modern transmission in it. But I mean, it's get it's got QA1 front end. I'm going to put the QA1 bolt in four link in the rear end. It's getting chassis stiffening. I mean, it's getting the, it's getting the works. Awesome. And then I, I have my wife's 63 C10 that's got a board out 454 big block in it and we're gonna put a transmission in it pretty soon get it going down the road and then my hoopty my fun my fun just because i'm an idiot car uh, i have the i can't remember the year because i just bought it and i stuck it in a buddy's yard um 200 uh dodge daytona the 84 turbo. it's an 84 it's, it was an 84 okay yeah, yeah. 84 <laughs> 84 daytona turbo z uh has everything but the engine so but that's my $200. I pulled it out of the woods car. So let me ask you something about those things. Is it hard to find parts? Like for some reason up here, like we run into parts, parts and parts cars very often. Yeah. Do you guys get that kind of stuff down there very often? Not very often. Like I've never seen another Daytona for sale in this area ever. Weird. <laughs> that's crazy. How, how odd. Um <laughs> Big Mike, that's funny. Blake, uh, Blake was on. I had Blake on, but for some reason his audio wasn't working. He wasn't hearing me. So hopefully he gets that all sorted out because we got some stuff to talk about. Darren Kirkpatrick from Oregon, how's it going, Darren? Scott from Heaven's Heaven's Mopars. 
is in the house. Two Hacks Garage, what's up? Rabid Transit Garage, what's up? Greetings from Indiana. What's up, Alan? 25 by 30 Garage, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Mostly old parts and rust. What is up? Big Red, Chris London. Hello from Ohio. What's up, buddy? The Blight Factory. What's up? From Guam. My God. Wow. That's awesome. amazing. We're international, folks. <laughs> How's it going? Sean, I've been looking for a taillight for my 92 Daytona for three years. Only made them two years. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of my favorite years at Daytona. Um, I, uh, the Daytona stuff is really hard to find, man, but I will give you all a tip right now for cars like that, that are kind of in the eighties and nineties row 52.com. Okay. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. Row 52 allows you to search wrecking yards, like pick and pulls and things like that. They call them different things everywhere. Pick apart, things like that. Um, yeah. You can put in certain search parameters and they'll send you email notifications when cars like that hit the lot. Now, I have search parameters set up locally for tin grill Dodge trucks and vans. And every time one of them pops up, I'm like, oh, I call my dad because he's retired. So I go, dad, get over there. And he always goes to see what it's got. And he's like, this thing's been picked already. The grill's gone. I was like, damn. So every time grill is gone. <laughs> but row52.com is a great resource. Also, Facebook groups. Tons of Facebook groups for the front-wheel drive Mopar stuff. So look into that, Sean. NSB Custom Cars, what's up? Jessica, tuning in from Nashville. I love Nashville. Nashville's a really cool city. Every time I go to Nashville, I always end up driving through, but I really want to hang out downtown. It looks really cool. Um, Big Red asks if we're going to Mo Party. I would like to go to Mo Party, but if I'm being honest, my big priority this year has now become the no name nationals i plan on being there at mo party so look me up chris I, i'm probably i would like to go i should go so i'm going to do everything i can to go um spencer young says i'm working on an 82 rampage for a friend and they're hard to find yeah the rampages are even harder dude oh man do you remember that rampage we saw at mo party <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the mid-engine 392 with a wide-body kit. That thing was insane. What's crazy is that car, if, if you go back to the first episode of Talking Mopars, I talked about SEMA 2019, and that car yeah. was like one of the big things that happened at SEMA 2019. Um, yeah, that car, <laughs> badass. Blake from DIY Hemi is in the house. Blake, can you hear me right now? Okay, we're, we're bringing you on. Blake, you're on. We got you. Can you hear me? We can hear you, buddy. <laughs> Okay. We're just going through the chat saying <laughs> saying hi to everybody. Having some uh, PC problems. I'm switching all over the place here tonight. You're doing too many uh, too many hemi hemi conversion wiring stuffs. <laughs> We're just running through the chat. I always feel like I need Probably. to let, you know, I'm trying to boot my main. I'm on phone, man. Oh, okay. All right, well, we'll give you a minute to figure that out while we go through this chat. I want I want people to know that I do care about what's going on in the chat. And usually when I'm doing a show, I do read the chat, but I don't want to interrupt, you know, the guest or whatever is going on. So I feel like a jerk. So just know if you're commenting or anything like that in the chat, I do see it. Jovita up in the Great White North. <laughs> Jovita, if you can get into the Brothers Collection let me tag along please one of my buddies gets into the brothers collection and all the pictures i see 
are just it's amazing it's like <sighs> next to the well-born muscle car museum i would say it's one of the coolest collections that i've ever seen pictures of <laughs> carol shelby <laughs> that's funny it was on uh the rampage was on power tour <laughs> Yeah, Joe Vito, work a little harder, please. <laughs> Let's get into the Brothers Collection. Uh, watch Joe Vita and I. We got like uh, masks and stuff, and we break in like one of the windows, like the old, the old movies where they break in and they like rappel down <laughs> into it. Da, 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 da. Christ! All you people do is talk about Mopars. Can't you mix it up a little? We're talking about ghosts tonight, dude. <laughs> It's literally called Talking Mopars. I don't know what you're <laughs> I like how his profile picture is the guy who got his ass beat by Mike Tyson on that plane. <laughs> yeah, I know pop culture. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Paul, uh, if you do, let me know, dude. That would be awesome. Two Hacks has been to Wellborn's Muscle Car Museum. That play, I've been trying to get Tim Wellborn on the show. I'm going to been a while since i talked to him about it but i'm gonna reach back out because i would love to talk to him about the um the uh, collection he's got if, if you don't know what the wellborn muscle car museum is good lord uh amazing jovita says i just got an invite to see a pretty cool collection trying to make dates work awesome you she knows uh jovita where's the collection that you've taken pictures at up in canada that place looks pretty cool too. Jessica says, I'm new to the Mopar family. Bought my 2021 Challenger last year. That's awesome. We welcome to the welcome to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're fans of modern muscle here. Uh can't uh, I can't afford modern muscle. <laughs> I have I have a 2000 as close to modern muscle as I get is a 2018 Durango RT. That's my daily driver. I mean, I'd call that modern. Yeah, yeah, I would say modern. I don't know if I call it muscle. <laughs> it's a, it's muscly. <laughs> Dust Devil Brian, what's up? What about Bigfoot? I live in Bigfoot's backyard, dude. <laughs> I have a Bigfoot story, so we're good. Oh, do you really? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to go. I'm a dork. I want to go on like a Bigfoot expedition <laughs> and and spend hundreds of dollars and not see shit. <laughs> on, on this week of finding Bigfoot, we got Chris from Talking Mopars. <laughs> I, I've heard the joke before, but I'll say I'll say it again. Uh, they should change it to not finding Bigfoot. That's what the name of the show should be. Oh yeah. Blake was in, and Blake is gone again. He's a ghost. He's our ghost this evening. Um, yeah, Jovita, that collection is awesome. Um, Matt, did you see the first episode? We're gonna we're gonna talk about Chief Donut Maker right now and wait for Blake. Did you see the first episode of Chief Donut Man, Maker? Man, you guys got to talking about it in our chat, and I just don't think I can bring myself to watch it to see who they picked. It's cringe, man. It really is. Uh, I feel I'll, bad. I feel bad for the contestants because you know they. Oh, they're gonna get dragged. They're, they're gonna, gonna get, dragged. get dragged. It's. I'm trying not to be too much of a jerk about it. Blake, we're gonna bring Blake on. Blake, are you good? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> we can hear you, Blake. We can. Oh, there he goes. There he goes again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is going amazing. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Chief Donut Maker, man, Redbeard, what's up, buddy? Um, so you haven't watched any of them. 
No, no. Don't don't bother. Uh, I okay. hate to say it. I really wanted to be a team player. And it, it, listen, I put in a really whack. It was totally whack ass video for a cheap donut maker. It was like a Hail Mary attempt. I knew they weren't going to pick me, but I thought maybe, maybe somebody sifting through the 170,000 entrants they had would be like, oh, this guy's got a Mopar podcast. Maybe he knows a little bit about Mopars, right? Yeah, I was wrong. They did choose a guy who had a podcast. I couldn't find it. I don't know what the hell his podcast was about, but it sure as hell wasn't about Mopars. But um, I see they they picked. I mean, oh God, I I don't want to drag anybody because I'm not that type of guy. But they, I think they could have done a better job. I think they could have. Yeah. I think they basically just reached into the hat and pulled a bunch of people out. I I saw better videos. Miss Mopar put out a great video. I thought it was better. No offense to the the blonde gal on there, but uh, I thought Miss Mopar outshined her by a long shot. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm biased, but I think DIY Hemi put out an excellent video. Their video was awesome. I thought Blake should have been on there for sure. Um, <laughs> the people that should have been on that show are all people I know, coincidentally. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the second episode was even more ridiculous because well let's go back to the first episode real quick so goldberg sits these people down and asks them questions and one of the questions basically was if my car is f8 what color is that <laughs> and a couple of them couldn't even get that right and i'm like that's like the the base it was a big deal when f8 came back you know how do you not know and then yeah. and then he asked about b5 B5 blue for God's sakes. Who doesn't know B5 blue? If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't looked up high impact paint colors from Mopar, you need to go do a little research. That way you sound like you at least know what you're talking about when you see, you know, a Bahama yellow or butterscotch Mopar and you go, oh, there's L5 right there. You know, it's like the, the basic knowledge. So I was expecting more technical questions. As a matter yeah. of fact, I was worried that they would pick me and I'd go there and he'd ask me some questions that are so deep into Mopars that I'd be like, wow, shit, I don't even know that. <laughs> but it was like baseline stuff. I could not believe it. It was embarrassing. I was so embarrassed for the Mopar. I was not for the Mopar community. I was embarrassed for the people that thought they were qualified to be on that uh, or in that contest. I was embarrassed for them. I was embarrassed for Dodge. I don't know who picked these people, <laughs> but uh, they could have did a lot better. And you know, Every Mopar enthusiast has a different level of, you know, knowledge on the brand. I get it. But uh, they, there's got to be more people that, I mean, out of 170,000, those are the best 10 you could get. I don't believe yeah. it. I don't believe it. One bit. I think they saw 170,000. They're like, we better just pick like from the first hundred. <laughs> like, I, I, gu- I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because there's no way they're paying anyone to sit there and sift through 170,000. Yeah. yeah that's- there's no way. There's no way. It, it would have been crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are. The chat is moving awfully quick. Let's bring Blake on. Blake, what's up, buddy? Finally. <laughs> what's oh, up? My gosh, dude. I don't know what's going on. I had to switch to about three different PCs over here. Jovita, I do know about Ogopogo. I also am uh, very into Lake Monsters. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Spencer watched the second episode tonight. I, I, Blake, what do you think about Chief Donut Maker so far? I, to be completely frank, I am less than impressed. Right? <laughs> I'm less than impressed. I thought they had 
a few in the haystack that were pretty doggone good. And I uh, watched the episode today, and I'm like, wow, they totally missed the mark on that one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. So the second episode, they do a screen test, okay? <laughs> now, oh, God. they have a green screen behind them, and they put various scenes behind them, and they can see what's behind them. So they're supposed to, like, because you're going to be live streaming from these events. And you're going to be like the reporter, basically, with your microphone and stuff. And they're like, hey, so-and-so, how's it going down wherever you are? And these people had to come up on the fly. And it was the biggest train wreck. Like, the, cr- the cringe that I had in my deep in my soul. I was like, my God. These people did. I mean, you saw. I read the fine print. It said screen test. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'll be going down there with a haircut. I'll be going down there. You know, I'll probably hit that slim fast a little bit, you know, I'm going to get on that camera and I'm going to kill it. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, man, it's, (laughs) it's going to be one of the, (laughs) one of the scenes that they had was like a bunch of like a donut factory and it was a conveyor belt of donuts and they were supposed to talk about it. And as soon as that hit, everybody was like, um, (laughs) I'll say I was pulling for three people specifically so uh Artie, I thought he had a lot of man charisma. I thought his presence on the, the videos was pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. I thought Artie was awesome. Um I thought Little Miss Leadfoot was awesome. She's and, badass. Yeah, and definitely. And Speedy. I mean, come on, yeah. he is probably the, <laughs> the challenger guru when it comes to all that stuff. So uh not to say negative thing about the negative things about the others, but man, when, when those two didn't make it past the second round, I'm just like Oh, totally missed the mark. Yeah, I don't know. My my pick was for Melissa because she's a drag racer. You know, she's been around Mopars her whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thought that could have been a shoe in for maybe the future of Mopar, Mopar's like drag racing program. I thought maybe they could be like, well, you know, she goes yeah. from chief donut maker to now she's like the new Leah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. They, they might have missed an opportunity there. They could have double dipped a little bit, but man, Dodge, you need some marketing people. You know, hit me up. <laughs> we'll do Chief Donut Maker too. <laughs> um, Big Red asks an interesting question. I do want to get your takes on it, guys. What do you guys think about the new six cylinder twin turbo engine that's supposed to replace at least the 5.7 Hemi? I'm not upset about it. Like, I mean, I mean, just I'm a big fan of the slants. You guys know that. So, I mean, it's just a modern iteration of a slant six, in my opinion. They just slap some turbos on it. Everything has a turbo anymore. It feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, there comes a season for everything, right? Sure. So look back in the 80s with the fuel crisis and everything going on we had some really cool turbo cars and turbo four cylinders some six cylinders in the 80s i thought they were pretty cool i don't i don't see a problem with it i mean look at ford with the eco boost all these years they're they're strong little setups um yeah it doesn't have the sound there'll always be a place for the purists but i mean Numbers and power is undeniable. I mean, if you could put the power down and pull off a quick time, it's it's all in good fun. Over 500 horsepower. And you mentioned the EcoBoost. And it's funny because as soon as that they announced that engine, I was like, because that's another thing. I talked about the possibility of this engine coming out 
years ago now on the podcast because mm-hmm. it's been rumored for a while. But uh, over 500 horsepower, and you got the Ford EcoBoost. And I keep hearing about this EcoBoost. Like, my buddy's got an Explorer Sport with an EcoBoost in it, and he wants to race the Durango. And I keep trying to tell him, you don't want that. You don't want that smoke, son. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but the thing about the EcoBoost is they sound like utter shit. When you put exhaust on them, they sound like poo-poo. <laughs> and I'm worried that this, I'm worried that this engine may not, because you know what people are going to do. You know, they're going to do the mid muffler deletes on them. And oh, yeah. just going to straight pipe them and they're going to sound like trash. Turbo um, X, yeah. God, well, we've, I, been, we've been making the joke for a while that some of the modern Mopar vehicles are the new JDM. They are. <laughs> with all their with all their lights and everything. Yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, <sighs> you know, I oh, have I have my I have maybe, my feelings about that. Some but, sound maybe better than no sound, though, Chris. No, Absolutely. I will agree 100%. I'll take a twin turbo V6 or straight six over an electric. And, and I say that now. You never know. I, 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 let me say this. I'm not opposed to, I don't like them calling it a muscle car, but I'm not opposed to Dodge coming out with an electric. I'm going to call it a sports car. Um, especially if it can beat a Tesla, it better beat a Tesla. The yeah. thing that scares me is they keep talking about transitioning away from internal combustion, which I don't see happening, but I, you know, it, they're talking about killing off the Hellcat. Is that confirmed? I don't, I don't know if it's confirmed. I don't like reading that kind of news. Yeah. It's confirmed. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> 24. Uh, I think 23 is the last production. You may see some uh, into 24, but outside of a crate, I don't believe you will see it in a production vehicle starting in 24. As long as they keep making crates, I'm fine. Yeah, if they if they keep producing crate motors, okay, yeah, do your electric stuff. I just I'm afraid that they would cut the enthusiasts off. You know what I mean? And just cut our lifeline. <laughs> like that would be devastating. Um, it would definitely cause the prices of used Hemi's in the junkyards that are about to start flooding the junkyards. I've been seeing more and more um, 2003 to 2006 and seven. Um, Hemi-powered Mopars go through the wrecking yards, which is nice, but ugh, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. No. I, uh, it's, a it, sc- it, it's a scary thought. It's interesting, though, because they brought back Direct Connection and the performance catalogs, so it's, it's very interesting. And so in that discussion, I actually reached out to some friends of mine. It's a, a really good dealership up north, close to the Mecca of Detroit, and um with these power brokers and the direct connection system, a lot of the feeders going out to like secondary man manufacturers or sales stores, that's going away. So Mopar Dodge specifically is pulling the strings back. So when you're talking about the crate kits for the Gen 3 Hemis, components like ECMs, wiring harnesses, all that stuff is only going to be available now with their power broker dealerships and the direct connection system. You won't be able to really get, say, the 6.2 Hellcat kit from a third party like a Mancini, stuff like that. They've they've been cut off from my understanding. You can only get it from power broker dealerships. And some states don't even have power broker dealerships yet. Yeah, it's going to be a disaster. They're, <laughs> I think they're making, they're kind of making a mistake there. Yeah, yeah if you're, you're going to cut off the, 
the Mancinis of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's so interesting. I don't I don't understand it completely. You also cannot get partial kits. So um, you look at some of the components. I'm talking about old school big block stuff all the way to the new Gen 3 Hemi stuff. Um, they're not breaking stuff up individually. So let's speak specifically about the crate kits, right? In the crate kit comes uh, wiring harness, fuse box, gas pedals, oxygen sensor. Um, so the two sensors, you also get the ECM or the, the engine control module, right? All those have individual part numbers. You used to be able to just order the specific part number from the dealership. In our case, yeah. maybe the ECM. We'll get the computer from the dealership because that's all we need. Can't do that anymore. You have to buy the entire kit. You have you can't piecemeal it anymore, which I think also limits their market. If you're not avail not creating an opportunity for people to grassroots build their own setups and buy individual components that they need, I think you're gonna be shutting some people out. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um God <laughs> especially when you don't have power brokers all over the place <laughs> that's that's a yeah i i just i mean I, i'm not a businessman <laughs> not like not like dodge so i guess i'm not at their desk so i can't really say what their plan is but uh man they're, they're making it really hard for enthusiasts you know at that point that's it's interesting that it's is interesting. Cool the catalog still has old school stuff and you still get big block stuff yeah. but um the way they pick and choose what's available and what combinations you have to buy things in strays away from the hobby. You know, I mean, look at old school. You could have in the seventies and early eighties, you could walk into a dealership and check almost any box you want. I yeah. want this, this, but not this yeah. and order specifically. Now everything is so package bound. Like, Oh, you want a 12 inch screen? Well, you have to have a sunroof, leather seats, heated seats, this, 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 and this. And it's like, no, I just, I just want the stereo. I don't want all that. Yeah. Stuff. Well, they did have, they do have, uh, I think it's called the jailbreak, right? Is yeah. That what it's called? That's pretty cool. I, I liked that. That's pretty, it's still limited. It is. To a it degree, is. but it's a lot better than it was. Yeah. I, I have to be honest though. For me, when I heard they were bringing back, back direct connection, I was excited. And then I looked through the catalog and I was like, you know, as a as a Mopar enthusiast that loves classic stuff, too, I'm glad they brought a couple things back. But I was hope, I, you know, I was hoping for more. Uh, I just it left something to be desired for the classic muscle car guys. And, uh, you know, going back to Chief Donut Maker, I really don't think they wanted somebody like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't I think you're right. No, I got that. They, vibe. Did, they didn't No. Because, I, you know, if you're going to be a cheerleader for a company, you know, they want you to be a cheerleader like all the way. And from what I understood, you're going to get to go tour their facility and look at some of the stuff they have behind the scenes. And I'm a pretty honest guy. If I would have saw this new electric muscle car, I probably would have said something stupid like it'd be so much cooler with a 426 Hemi in it or something. You know, even if it was a modern one, you know, and they'd probably be like, right. Let me see that business card. Yeah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> security. security. Get him out of here. <laughs> like, you get three guys pop out the wall and just tackle you. 
yeah. Uber Uber your ass straight out the door. I was gonna say, I kind of feel like you'd get there and it'd be some like Willy Wonka type shit. Like some weird guy would come hopping out with his weird hat and suit on and shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> big old big old M on top of the hat and on the back of the jacket. <laughs> uh what's up, John Wilburn? Um, oh, Brian, why do they use a mating call to hunt Bigfoot? I wouldn't want a big honey monster running out of the woods at me. <laughs> oh, Brian. <laughs> Jovita wishes uh, they cut it off to Canada. They said no Canadians. How that, makes no sense. That? that makes no sense. The guys in Windsor are like, hey. <laughs> Literally, Windsor is across the Detroit River. I mean, <laughs> they're like, we build them. What are you talking about? What? That makes I don't I uh, they have such a strong following in Canada and Australia that blew my mind. Yeah, you can you can get the Canadians that come to local car shows out of the woodwork real quick when you talk about uh, modern Mopars and you're like yeah American muscle. <laughs> they're like oh, excuse me hey <laughs> like <laughs> horrible horrible accent. <laughs> um, I'm not very good at my Canadian impression. Sorry, Jovita, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah they they don't like uh they want some credit and i get it <laughs> um let's see here what else we got <laughs> yeah blake uh 25 by 30 thought it was the bucky's hat that was haunting you preventing you from coming on the show <laughs> <laughs> must be Alex, Miss Mopar should have made it. Yeah, she was definitely, I mean, Blake had a great video. Miss Mopar had a great video. I know so many people that, you know, did, that I thought would make great chief donut makers that definitely know about Mopars. <laughs> you know what I mean? My video was lackluster. I knew as soon as I put it out there, I was like, eh, it ain't going to make it. Know now, I, don't, I don't think we were um, intended demographic. Nah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Jessica says, I wish I could find more Mopar family in my area. There's a benefit ride slash cruise on June 4th to help with my expenses through my cancer treatments and stuff. And I want to flood it with some badass Mopar. Um, share, <clears throat> PM me some information and I'll share it um, on my page, Jessica. I'm sorry you're going through a, a health battle, but we're rooting for you. The Mopar, the Mopar Keep up the fight. We're rooting hey, for you. If I can do it. You can do it. Blake Blake is a survivor, and he's a, he's a very strong individual. If you need some support, I'm sure Blake would be more than happy to have a chat with you. But uh, uh, we'll do whatever we can to help you spread the word about that benefit ride cruise on June 4th. So reach out, PM, PM me directly. I tell you right now, if you don't feel motivated after a conversation with Blake, you weren't listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Blake is definitely a good guy to have on your side, especially when you're being a jack wagon and about to do something stupid and Blake talks you off. <laughs> Blake's the voice of reason in our little private chat. You guys are making me out to be like the dad. Like, <laughs> you are. Oh, Matt, let me tell you a story. <laughs> you just remember, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Two hacks. There needs to be a chief burnout maker for the No Name Nationals. They are having a burnout contest. I've been thinking about that too. Um, I pro I kind of want to take. So I got these Craggers, right? And they have these old uh, L50 15 inch tires, and they're toast. Like they got sidewall cracking and stuff. But I was like, man, if I go to No Name, I kind of just want to throw those in the back and just use them for the burnout contest. Because I I did say, you know, they should be 
you know, put to rest with the ceremonial burnout. So I thought, gosh, maybe I'll take him to no name. Um, so who knows? <clears throat> I think you should put a line lock on it and just stand on it, Chris. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I would just stand on it. Just roast them. <laughs> I have, man, I, I really want to just blow the lid off this. I cannot speak on it yet because I don't like speaking on things that aren't 100%. But, um, how can I say this without giving everything away? I reached out to an old friend and he just so happens to have some stuff that I can use that's small block related. That's way better than the 318 I got. It's still going to involve a lot of nitrous, more nitrous than I had planned. But uh, I reached out to him and he told me some stuff. I was like, hey, how come you never told me you had that kind of stuff laying around, man? Um, but uh, he uh, he said, hmm, how can I put this? He said that he wants to contribute to the cause. And, and when we were talking about the cause, he's like, I don't want you to go there to lose. I want you to kick some ass. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, so he's a good, he's a good friend of mine. Coincidentally going through a battle of his own right now, but um, he's, he's a good buddy. And uh, it, it's been, a, I've been busy. He's been busy. And uh, I talked to him and we're going to get something going. Um, that'll be later this month. So that's all I'm going to say about that because I think Dustin is in the chat listening and I don't want him to know anything right now. Oh, did you guys see my new mailbox? It's pretty sweet. It's right back here. Where is it? There it is. There's the, the new mailbox. The new mailbox. There you, there you go. That's the hater maker right there. <laughs> John Wilburn, I hope you're watching. I know you hate those things. It's going right you, on the Roadrunner. <laughs> you you got to have a you got to have a flag for the side of it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to say hate mail on the side. It's put hate mail on the side. Hate mail. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Blake's idea. <laughs> oh, definitely going to say hate mail cuz we, we were talking about putting a real mailbox on the side. <laughs> Which would have been funny. It. Yeah, that, it, hey, it's possible. I this thing I I wanted to be outlandish and get the biggest one I could. And then when I put it on top of the car on the hood, I was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty big. Um, and my wife hates it. <laughs> she doesn't understand. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Um, so, yeah, Chief Donut Maker. I really think they missed the mark. I really do. I wish I – oh, man. I just – I don't know if it was completely thought out 100%. You know, I, I I think like the whole the the way they did it was OK, but I think the way they picked people was way off base. But I, I mean, I guess, you know, they they want a spokesperson, they want a brand ambassador and like, you know, mm -hmm. we're we're already brand ambassadors. You know, I maybe I'm living in uh, under a rock or something, but I hadn't heard of any of those people before. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. a couple of them like uh, Little Miss Leadfoot or whatever, she's a. Uh, She's definitely so I would like to get her on the podcast because it sounds like she's legit. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's she's out there doing it and she's got a history of drag racing. That's cool. I like that. So did you see they did an article on her as their pick in the Mopar Collector's Guide this month? Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. It's uh, I have a copy around here somewhere. But yeah, so uh, Rob from Mopar Collector's Guide, the editor, he actually did a one page spread on the update, you know, for the, the 10 finalists for Mopar Collector's Guide's choice of the chief donut maker. And it was featured on her, you know, it had her picture and, you know, their commentary on what they thought. I thought it was a pretty well written article. 
And I think it speaks for a good bit of the, the Mopar community, you know? So again, we're not the only people that are surprised by these selections. Yeah, no, not at De all. definitely not. Everybody I've talked to about it, even people that aren't in the, because a lot of people at work, I told about them, like, I'm be quitting my job. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> of course, I was just talking, you know, talking mess, but <laughs> it, it was pretty funny to hear, like, hey, it didn't win, did you? And I was like, yeah. sure didn't. <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk about the metrics for a second here. Let's talk about the numbers, right? Okay. So in the fine print, they're like, we're only going to accept the first 10,000 applicants. Yeah. Right? Okay. I looked at the metrics. I searched the hashtag on the four branches of social media that they talked about. It was like Facebook, Instagram, um, and two others. I, I don't even remember what they are now. But I looked up and you can get a hashtag count. How many posts have that hashtag, right? added them all up and it was roughly a thousand to 1200 per social media branch and some were duplicates. So you had the same video posted on Facebook as Instagram, for example. So by my math, I'm like, okay, let's say you have maybe like a 20% duplication rate. You're still nowhere near the 10,000 applicants. Yet, if you listen to, uh, interviews i think a week before or maybe a few days before the the session the application session closed they said they already had seventy thousand applicants and then when you look at their social media posts dodge's social media posts they said they had what 140 150,000 applicants so i'm just like how how does that the numbers don't add up to me i kind of you know, I noticed that when they were posting, at least on Facebook anyway, because I'm I'm mostly on Facebook, I saw that their videos weren't getting much traction for as many followers mm -hmm. as they have. I was like, wow, how <laughs> I, the numbers aren't really adding up to me either, Blake. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, what do you mean a large corporation fudge the numbers? It <laughs> never happens. What do you mean? They just made up a number. It could be like Volkswagen and just totally make up their EPA numbers and have to recall half their cars. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. Oh, man. They're like, they're like, sir, we had 1,700 people apply. Add a few zeros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, what a kick in the teeth for them, right? Oh, man. Like, they're making it be huge. And then, like, less than 2,000 people applied. They're like, all right, look, guys, our bonuses are on the line here. So as far as Tim Kunis is concerned, it was 170. Got it? Got it? All right. This is this is going to sound horrible, and I'm sure Dodge will burn me at the stake if they ever saw this video. But I I, I imagine it. You know that uh, it's like a video meme type thing where it's Hitler and he's at his desk and all his army people are around or whatever. All his are you officers about are around. Reacts? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I see like the guy. <laughs> Look, they're like, sir, we only had seventeen hundred. <laughs> we gotta make it. We gotta make it. <laughs> oh god! I All right, so let's grab our selection by throwing darts at a board. That's yeah. your new Matt. You need to make that pose. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna try to find a blank one of those videos. Oh, oh my god! Was that Valkyrie? It was Valkyrie. Yeah. So yeah. okay, no, so I know where I can get a, a blank section of it. Well, there goes any hope that we will ever work with Dot. <laughs> nah, hey, look, if you can't poke at your own fun at your own right. self, your own kind, then 
you're you're missing the mark. Sometimes I wonder if Goldberg, like when he's sitting in the makeup chair, because <laughs> you know they put him in the makeup chair. <laughs> you know oh yeah. I wonder if he's just like oh, the things I do for a paycheck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, like, I love to show can- the Cannonball Run. Was, the driving competition up, when man. they were doing it. That was a good show. Oh, Bull Run. Is that what you're talking about? Was it Bull Run? Was it Bull Run? It's Bull Run, yeah. Because that's the first time I ever saw Mike Musto and Mr. Angry. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, my plan was to go there and, like, the first scene where he comes out all, uh, I was going to be like, hey, man, loved you in the longest yard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, eh, it might not be a good look. He might have a target on my back for that one. <laughs> but yeah, Ruben in the house. What's up, Ruben? Jovita says, I feel like it was more about the ambassador of the brand than being an enthusiast of the brand. Yeah, I agree. They need they needed a yes man or yes woman. That's fine. I get it. I get That's it. I, Whatever their objective was, I, I think they they've accomplished it. I'm a lot more entertaining when I don't have a leash. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it is. I mean, what we it just is. joked about Hitler. So yeah, yeah. You know, when you have a German last name like mine, probably not a good idea. <laughs> um, I have the most lame German last name. I bet you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one that you can't really pronounce very well. At least you want to know the translation of mine. What is it? It's literally it's I'm, my ancestors are from Germany, Germany, right? Okay. Anderman is the other guy. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just I'm the other guy. Okay. It's like, That's like a carpenter. We got a millwright. We got a bricklayer. <laughs> we got a stonesmith, and we got the other guy. Oh, that's funny. Oh. You should play on that somehow. <laughs> that, that, that works good. Uh, I actually really like that movie, The Other Guys. <laughs> oh man! Okay, out of all the the out of the Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell <laughs> movies they did, why did we get a sequel to Daddy's Home and not another The Other Guys? That's a great question. Like what? What? Who made this decision? <laughs> That was the same people that picked the donut thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I also we knocked it out of the park with those movies. We can we can pick Dodge's next person. Maybe I'm just drinking Haterade right now because I didn't get it. (laughs) But that's okay. Chief Donut Maker's kind of (laughs) stupid. Like the name. (laughs) It's kind of stupid, let's be honest. I you know, hey, would I have gladly had my name on that business card? Sure. Yes, you would have. But you're probably gonna be you're probably going to be clown for the rest of your <laughs> for the rest of your days about being chief donut oh, maker. Go to a show, hey chief donut maker. I I really honestly I hope whoever gets it actually figures their stuff out and shines. That yeah, would be awesome, sure. yeah. especially if they came into the community after it was all done, you know, and like started a channel or something cool that did something with it. I don't want it to be a flash in the pan, and I'm afraid that it's going to be a flash in the pan, but we'll see. They've got a lot of they got a lot of bucks behind that marketing, so we'll see. All right, Ruben from Muscle City Madness. He says way off topic, but has anyone seen the new ba- the new Batman? Um, I have not, but I am wondering if that is a charger that they based that new. It's Batmobile. supposed to be yes. Is it? It's supposed okay. to be. Yep, it's supposed to be. Interesting, Chief Donut Eater. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? <laughs> I, I honestly, when <laughs> I talk some smack, but honestly, I probably would have thrown for a loop too when they started rolling the conveyor belt of donuts like oh, yeah and here we have glazed donuts <laughs> like, i i, I would have 
drop the ball right there. I would have been like, oh, God, what am I doing? Because, <laughs> of course, uh, I think they were trying to throw him for a loop. I think that was a great moment for some comedy right there. But, I didn't, <laughs> you know, they wanted somebody. You've you got to have somebody with a personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, best of luck to whoever whoever becomes chief donut maker. <laughs> it is only for a year, Jovita. You are correct. Yeah, hopefully points tonight, man. Yeah, Jovita, Jovita's on it. Um, need to get her back on the show. She was the first female guest on Talking Mopars. There you Me go. There. Wow. That's awesome, man. Um, Blake, what have you been up to lately? I know that we talked recently, um, and oh. you were talking about uh, did you did you reflash that ECU? How did you? I'm so out of the techno uh, the technology. <laughs> I just know, hey, he made it like that one. <laughs> well, first off, I reflashed myself. Okay. So I did have yeah. a fire incident that took off my eyebrows and most of the hair on the top. Do you, do you want to get into that? <laughs> it was one of okay. those things. You know? Okay, folks. Okay, folks. Hold on. Hold good, on, Blake. Good, good. Frame it up. Frame it up. I'm just going to frame you. Blake has a story and it is epic in the worst ways. And I, you were kind of quiet. We have a little secret group chat and we chat quite often and Blake was quiet for a little bit and it's not like him. <laughs> and then yeah. he comes back with this insane story, Blake, take it away. <laughs> okay. So it all starts. Um, we, here at the, the headquarters here, we have a couple of chargers that we bought from the police auction and um, we use them for research and development, right? We take the power trains out and we just got them do whatever we need to do to figure these subsystems out and, you know, make Hemi swaps even better. Um, one of the cars uh, was a 2018 charger and it came, I mean, it had a full tank of fuel. So before we took the car off to scrap, we pulled everything we needed off of it, dropped the fuel tank to get the rear, uh, IRS assembly out. Um, I pulled the tank off to the side and said, wow, that's, you know, almost full and gas being $5 a gallon. My genius self's like, I'm going to reuse that, <laughs> that fuel. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I try to be very safe in everything I do. So I pulled the fuel tank out into the yard out around the shop and I get electronic fuel pump, fuel rated, fuel rated hose, everything to transfer from this big, awkward, you know, 20 something odd gallon charger fuel tank into five gallon gas cans to use around the shop, you know, on start. Uh, we have test engines that we have on pallets that we'd use to do a lot of research and development, all that good stuff. Right. So I use a battery and a switch to power the fuel pump to transfer the fuel well, the fuel pump, it, when it, it kicked on, it torqued, right? Just the initial torque from the, the motor spinning in the fuel pump, and it caused the fuel pump to slide down. It, my leads weren't long enough. It slid down just enough to contact the vapor coming out of the fuel tank, and it just exploded in my face. Um, I was about a foot or two away, and my face was on fire. My entire right arm was on fire. So... I mean, it was just, it was an, an explosion, just boom. And I just remembered kind of t turning my head to the side and briefly opening my eyes and just seeing flame, just orange flame, fire. Good Lord. And 
I was, my immediate thought was fifth grade or whatever, first grade kindergarten, stop, drop, and roll. So I ran out of the gravel lot surrounding the shop, jumped into the ground, just started beating my head in the grass, you know, really just to put the fire out. And then I started rolling. I rolled for about 50 feet. I rolled so hard, the shoes flew off my feet. My God. So I thought at first, like, man, maybe I rolled about 10 feet or so. Um, but when I reviewed the security camera footage, I was just like, I mean, hold I on. You have footage of this? Had. Oh, uh, man. It, my, my memory cards, they lapse every two weeks. Oh. So while I was recovering, I didn't think, hey, let me save that footage. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, Here I am. Like, you have the footage. Let's see. Like, <laughs> burn himself. Yes. My wife and I were watching it. And we're Good just God. Like, you, oh can my hear God. you can hear the percussion, just a boom, and then you just see me rolling. It was nuts. Well, well there goes your viral video. There it goes. <laughs> right down the tube. So, <laughs> I roll about 50 feet, and you just see me, like, kind of lifeless for a second. And I pop my head up, and I look back towards the shop, and I just see this tank, uh, I mean, just bellowing out a, a flame, like almost like a jet engine. Just, I mean, a torch just going. So I run into the shop. I have a safety center one of my uh, iron beams in the shop. I have, uh, it's painted red with the fire extinguisher, all that stuff. I went, grabbed it, ran out, extinguished the fire in the fuel tank so it wouldn't, you know, destroy anything on the property yeah. or hurt anyone. Yeah. And uh, ran into the, uh, so my house is nearby. I ran to the house. And my kids, this was a Sunday morning. My kids oh were watching cartoons, right? And my immediate thought is like, okay, I do not, want them to see any disfigurement because that's frightening for a child that yeah very right yeah. yeah we got a bet a bathroom off of the garage i go in there and i look at myself in the mirror and i'm just at first i'm kind of like oh man how bad is this going to be I'm oh my like, god Look. and it's just like you know just like melted like all my my facial hair was all just i mean melted to my skin no eyebrows the hair clean up to like here just burnt off um and just my, my flesh is like peeling, right? Oh my God. So dude. It was like dirt caked all in there from like literally beating my head in the grass. <laughs> oh and so I'm like, okay, dude. Okay. Maybe it just looks like I got greasy and dirty. Um, so I just slowly kind of went through the living room and Ugh. my kids are like, hey, daddy. And I'm like, hey, boys. Oh, and man. I went to the back. My wife was getting ready for the day. And I said, babe, um, okay, first, don't freak out. There was a fire. And she's thinking, oh, you know, there's a, a fire in the shop. Okay, you know, we'll put it <laughs> she out. Don't freak she, out. Oh, man. That's like she the last thing. She sees me and she's like, oh, my God. And he, yeah. She said to herself, what she told me later is like, okay, he said, don't freak out. He said, don't freak out. So she puts uh. me in her car that I just got her the day before. And I'm, I'm in the car car guy right so it's a, a, a jeep cherokee l Good and uh God. so i'm in the car and i'm like i'm so like i smell like burning hair and flesh like uh, in her car right mm. and i'm like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm messing up your new car smell and she's like oh my god shut up <laughs> like, yeah. bring it to the er so then i went to the local er they transferred me by ambulance to another emergency room that had a burn unit where they proceeded to scrub my face off Oh my God. And your kids are now involved, right? Yeah. Well, luckily my parents live nearby. So oh. they were in the back seat and my wife just like on the way to ER, she pulls in their driveway and my dad's just, you know, out in the yard or whatnot. And she's like, I'm bringing you to the emergency room. Take the kids by. 
you know, and they go run off with their, their grandfather. So it was nuts. Um, that put a bit of a, a, a slowdown on progress at DIY Hemi Garage. How are you doing now? You seem to be getting better. I remember the first pictures we saw. I was like, holy sh! Like, I was like, is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, I feel like a dick now because I was like, how soon is too soon to start making jokes? Oh, no. No, no, that's the great part. So I think, I don't know if it's, you know, my history of having cancer when I was young or whatnot, but humor is the number one best medication always. Bar none, do not care. I will stand that till the day I die. So I was literally in the burn unit while these two massive nurses were scrubbing my skin off. <sighs> and I was just cracking jokes with them. And I'm like, man, I'm burning up to get out of here, you guys. They're like, oh, <laughs> and they're just like, the surgeon comes in. He's like, holy, this guy's hilarious. Like, <laughs> you're, on, you're on fire. Like, how? okay, we'll just roll with it. I'm, I'm texting you guys and my friend's memes of me like um, – uh, movie yeah. covers, like poster boards, right? Yeah. So I think one one I did was like the old uh, Nicolas Cage uh, movie with John Travolta. Face off. Face off. Man, I had like my face like burned on half of it. Oh, man. it's I went to work and someone was like, oh, my God, why are you joking about it? It's too soon. I'm like, no, it's not. I was, <laughs> I was joking with the people in the hospital. To be honest, if I was in that position, I'd be like, I'm just glad I'm alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? God. Uh, hey, hey. Pretty Your tough. face looks like it's healing up pretty good. What did they? How did? How? Uh, how healed is it going to get? So they say near or better than a hundred percent is what they said. So really, yeah. So evidently, the the surgeon came in to me and he looked at it. He goes, "Okay, you lucked out. You put the fire out soon enough. Most people's natural instinct is to run when they're on fire." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is more oxygen. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you actually burn hotter. And that induces third degree burns. So he's like, I don't know why, but you did the right thing. We don't typically see that. And it's second degree. You're going to recover just fine. I think minimal, if any, scar tissue at all. And he said, uh, good news is you're going to look 27 again. And he goes, wait, wait, how old are you? He obviously knew how old I was. And I said, 37. He goes, lucky for you. So it's like a chemical peel. Evidently, it it burns off and it it takes off the exterior layer of skin and it lets new skin grow back smoother. So they're like, you're going to look younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big red. Nice. The, the comment or Chris wheezing over it. <laughs> awesome. We know like, so my eyebrows are still growing back. My hair is... It's coming back, but like it was going up to like here. Man, I, I was just wondering who we were going to nominate as the new pretty boy of the group because <laughs> Blake was like, <laughs> Blake was a little frat boy. You know what I mean? Oh, Chris! <laughs> oh, I guess well, Johnny Mopar would have moved up in the ranks. <laughs> don't droop on the flute, baby. <laughs> oh no, man! I you were joking around and you were sending us pictures, and I was like. Oh my God, his face is melted off. Like I was, gone, I was like joking around and stuff, but I was like, Oh my God. Um, that chief donut maker could have played off that with like the Hellcat and stuff. If they really, so fast. Oh man. No, that's a, 
<laughs> I, I have to ask you though, because I don't I don't know anybody that's been on fire. Um, that had to have been excruciating. I mean, fires. I mean, I've burned myself with like a lighter before and stuff. I've never. Uh, yeah. It was pretty painful. Uh, the worst part was, so adrenaline kicks in, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. Feeling, I didn't feel anything until I hopped out of the vehicle. I just felt like I was still on fire, but I didn't feel oh. pain until I landed at the emergency, like I arrived at the emergency room, the first emergency room, and I just looked down and just like, just like skin falling off. And oh. Just like, oh yeah, I feel it now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, when you get a burn and like you throw it under like cold water and it's still burning like a mother and you're just like, ah, it's still burning. <laughs> I, I can't even. Good Lord. My God. It was nuts, man. What kind what? of what kind of ointment and stuff do they have you put on like aloe vera or is that like some sort of medical <laughs> stuff? That yeah, it's kind of medical ointment. It has a mm. consistency of petroleum jelly. Um, mm. So you have a lot of vascular tissue in your face, right? So a lot of blood uh, vessels and stuff. So the face actually almost healed in eight days. Oh, wow. That quick. That's the crazy. Arm, arm took twice as long to yeah. you know gain, gain new skin back. But for about a week, week and a half, every day, three times a day, I had to wash all the loose skin and the everything off my face and reapply this petroleum jelly i'm not sure what the contents were it's mm. sort of it's very popular with uh burns um and i was getting really low on like the last or second to last day and i didn't know if they'd make me continue with it so you have to wash your face completely pat it dry and reapply three times a day i looked up this jar i mean this jar is tiny smaller than a coffee cup little bitty jar of this stuff was a hundred dollars oh my god it. now whatever it is it was magic it worked i don't know but yeah. yeah hey hey let's see that arm dude <laughs> let's see that arm it's just not a little paint i mean you can see my, my not bad no, normally like an olive color skin or whatever yeah see a little line a separation right here it's a little pink no scarring or anything that's actually remarkable dude because the first pictures you sent i was like oh my god like the, the That's weirdest crazy. thing the weirdest thing when my facial hair started to grow back it was like all the tips were singed like the burnt end of a rope so when my beard started to grow out it was like it was furry it was weird <laughs> it was nuts man yeah that's crazy so when when things kind of calm down obviously it's a crazy situation what was your wife's reaction? I know my wife would have been ruthless to me. She would have been like, you're a moron. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, I knew you were stupid. I knew something like this was eventually going to happen. She would have roasted me over the flame. No pun intended. I I, <laughs> I got to know your wife. I, I've never talked to your wife, but she's she seems really like a she seems like a sweetheart. And I can't I can imagine that she was very, very delicate with you. She's much cooler than I am, for one. Yeah. Um, and this is a hot topic, by the way, <laughs> for a while around my house. Um, no, she was, I think, surprised. Um, <laughs> I think she was surprised. Um, even my dad, you know, he, they always joke. Everyone who works in the shop knows, like, okay, safety glasses, hearing yeah. protection, eyeglass, you know, everything to be cautious right uh so they're just like 
you're the safest person I know. How in the hell did this happen? And I just, I, I thought I was, I'm, Thought I was doing the right thing, you know, yeah. well ventilated area. I had safety glasses and ear hearing protection in, but you know, I, I took it down so I could see better, which was a dumb mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was mostly shock. They were like, "How did this happen to you?" Like, yeah. Uh, um, so we learned from it. I would say for the first two weeks back in the shop working, I think she was very nervous. You know, like, yeah, a little on pins and needles. Yeah. It's uh, it's settled back down to, you know, the routine. That's good. Who was uh outside of your immediate family? Who was the first person you called, Mike? You call Mike? <laughs> I really didn't call anybody. Really? Um, See, he was quiet. I told you guys, he he's a little yeah, he quiet. Went, he, went, he went zero dark thirty on us. <laughs> my wife, like you know, called my parents, or actually they knew when they they watched the kid. She called her family. Uh, she called my sisters. But I mean, I, I'm the type of person that I don't know. I don't. I'm not a, a woe is me type. You know, I uh, situation arise, I'll just I'll deal with it, and yeah. you know, however it comes about. If people ask, more than happy to share, talk about it. But I'm not a not really a broadcaster. Yeah, clearly you weren't wearing the Bucky's hat when this happened. No, <laughs> or maybe you got a new one. <laughs> you think I have one? <laughs> That'd be what? funny if you just pulled out one that was just like charred on one side. Oh man, that would be epic. God, that's uh, uh, that's so crazy, dude. What a crazy story. <laughs> Brian again with the flames. So did you use the gas that was left? That stuff is expensive. I'm pretty sure it was gone. It burned off, right? No, they had some left in it. Um, but it had um it was like a class A, B, C, E fire extinguisher, extinguisher uh, all the fire types. Yeah, it was just like this milky paste at that point. So could you imagine if your wife's car didn't have any gas and you're like, shit, hold on. <laughs> you gotta go run and get the gas. Oh, oh man. Oh yeah, man. I'm just hey. You know, no joking around. I'm glad you're all right. That's some scary Absolutely. stuff, man. Good God. That could have been so much worse. Like <laughs> Oh, so get this. God. The, the ER nurse was saying, Hey, did you realize that 90% of the person's immediate reaction when they're called that type of trauma in front of them is to take a deep breath. And when oh you, do, my God. you inhale flame, your flame actually goes down your esophagus, goes down into your cavity and potentially your lungs and burns you from the inside out, which is immediate intubation and like two weeks in the burn unit. Wow. That's probably, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have went, <gasps> burn me from the inside oh, out. Man. No, no. burning is a crazy place, man. Um, I bet. They told me, they said, hey, look, we're about to scrub your face off. Um, we can give you some morphine through an IV, or we can give you an oral pill. And I said, okay, what's the difference? They said, well, morphine's immediate. It takes action, and you're feeling good. Um, but you're going to have to spend the night. Take the pills, you can go home tonight. And I said, I think I'm going to do that. Because... You don't know scary until you've walked through a burn unit and have heard grown adults screaming in agony because of their burns. And 
and I'm like, I would have nightmares forever if I yeah. stayed overnight. That's the difference between you and me. I would have been like, yeah, hit me right here where the tattoo isn't. <laughs> I got a good vein there. Hit me there. No. The best part was when they actually brought the pills, the scrubbing of my skin off was like three quarters of already done. The nurses just kept rocking. They're like, you'll get it when you get it, honey. We going. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's insane. I I totally had it. I didn't even think about the people, the grown people just screaming in there. I just imagined you get rolled in and they're like, there's a long up here. There's a huge weight line. So you're just sitting there. You're looking at another guy. He's all burnt up and you're like, gas. And he's like, yeah, gas. Like, yeah, me too, man. (laughs) Oh, God. Bites. Yeah. Oh man, I could imagine. That's kind of kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, I have a daughter. She's almost three, and I remember going into the maternity ward for the first time and hearing these women just. Ah! And my wife, she's a little badass. She's like pussies. I was like, come on. <laughs> she won't be listening to this, but believe in just a few minutes, she was getting a needle that long in the back, so she had nothing to talk about. <laughs> However. When she was getting the needle, she was holding my hand and damn near ripped it off. Because <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah, I was I was looking and they brought out this needle and I was like, oh, and she was looking at me and I was like, oh, she saw that reaction. I was like, oh no, it's not that bad. Jesus, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you stick that all the way in, <laughs> my god, yeah. Dude. Props to women, I couldn't do it. No, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> just take me out. No. Nope. That's a that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game there. Good lord. Did you guys cut the cord? Uh, we're getting a little mine, deep here. I just want to no, just, mine was an emergency C section, okay. so no, they were just rushing at that point. I blacked out. Like not like literally like passed out, but he's like, hands me some scissors, and I'm like, man, I haven't used these since like art class. <laughs> and he's like, cut it, and I'm like, okay, and I go to cut it, and it's like I'm like I was trying to be like gentle, you know, because like you can't just chop right through it. I was like trying to do the like gentle, but uh, oh god, it. I don't remember. I remember him handing me the scissors and me like going a little bit, and then just not remembering anything and just remembering it being done and being like, "Thank God." Uh, so yeah, we, that was... I remembered walking in when my wife was on the table, and um, so we had twins, and um, we are not big people. Like mm. my wife is like five two, like she's small, like little petite and she had these twins right and so i walked in there and i mean even the night before at the house you know didn't think meant much of it you know pregnant whatever when i walked down and she was laying down on that flat table or laying down in the the delivery room whatever i walked in there and i swear her belly was like three feet tall <laughs> and i'm like are they standing up in there like I was like, oh, wow, that's Uh, that's crazy. (laughs) And so the first one that comes out is Austin. So he's blonde. So I like the joke about it is he came out and I'm like, (laughs) 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 well, my wife's family, her father and her brother, they have blonde hair. So when he came out, I'm just like kind of looking at her, (laughs) just jokingly, you know. And my second son came out and, you know, he looks a lot like me and my dad. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. <laughs> My son, when he was born, he was a month early. Three ounces shy of 10 pounds. What? Uh, a month early. Yeah. Awesome. My daughter early. was, she was early too, and she was four pounds. <laughs> yeah. You guys better give your wives the best Mother's Day presents ever. 
Uh, he is two and a half. He's like almost exactly the same age as your daughter, Chris. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing five T clothes and size twelve shoes. That's oh awesome. my god. <laughs> That's awesome. That doesn't. That's what. Hey, we call him Big Block for a reason, folks. No, he's Small Block. We call him Small Block. <laughs> small Block. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you've told us that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, gosh, crazy. Well clearly we've gone off the rails and that's okay because that's what this show is about so we talked a little bit about chief donut maker and that kind of fun stuff um for those of you that aren't interested in the paranormal have a nice night (laughs) we're about to get a little a little weird um first of all anybody in the chat if you have any type of paranormal story i'm gonna put the link into the chat so you can join us on screen to tell us your crazy story um ghosts bigfoot anything crazy like that but matt i think matt and i were the ones who kind of brought it up we were we were, we were talking about like haunted plantations or something down in louisiana yeah. too and uh i i i don't tell too many people unless i like get close to them you know that I, how i feel about paranormal and conspiracy theories and stuff like that because most people you know will naturally be like that's insane um but i enjoy talking about it you know, regardless of what I believe is real and not real, um, it's still a fun uh, topic of conversation. So we thought we would do a show and, you know, talk Mopars for a little bit and then talk some paranormal experiences that we've had. I really have only I've only had one um, and I, I can't equate it to a ghost. I didn't see a ghost or anything, but I'll tell my lame story first and then we'll get into these good ones. So I grew up in a house in seattle that was built in like 19 the early 1900s 1906 1916 something like that and i guess the original owners were like an old italian family and the rumor was that the old man like the grandfather died in the living room in the chair right so i'd never seen anything my whole life lived in that house since i was you know a baby i was born i was basically born there and um you know my stepmom claims that she would hear footsteps upstairs because my parents lived in the basement and it was my grandma's house and uh when nobody was home she would hear people walking supposedly and i've never yeah. experienced that myself but one time i had my buddy over and it was always fun to go up in the attic because that's where my uncle my dad has five uh siblings and his younger brothers lived in the attic and it was like you know they were like musicians and stuff like that so it was kind of a cool place to hang out and after they moved out it was just like the place to store old stuff so it was always fun to have friends over and go up there and just look at old stuff my grandpa really liked cameras and stuff like that um so my buddy joey comes over and i'm like oh man let's go up into the attic dude it's awesome up there so we get to the top of the stairs and it's like a really steep staircase and it's really a creepy attic i really didn't like being in there by myself but we get to the top of the stairs and he's kind of flanking me and i turn the corner to walk down the hallway and two boxes like normal size moving boxes fly across the little hall like the hallway is about you know three we'll call it three feet wide and then there's stuff on both sides just stacked up and these two boxes just hurled across and all i said was run <laughs> and we ran um my grandma says that there was animals that lived up there but later on as i got older this was when i was probably like i don't know 10 or 11 but um when I was like 15, um, I like to go stay at my grandma's house uh, after we had moved out and stuff. I'd go visit her or whatever, and I actually created my own little space up there. So I never saw – when I was cleaning everything up, I never saw any evidence of rodents or you know raccoons or squirrels. So to this day, I wonder – 
like what could have hurled those boxes you know because it was just the two boxes i didn't hear any scurrying i didn't hear anything that's the only thing paranormal that i've ever witnessed myself so that's my lame story my dad has a pretty cool story i'll tell that later um i really want to get into matt's stories matt you've got some you got some good stuff i got i got tons of stories okay here we go folks buckle up so wait before i get started do you guys want them in kind of like chronological order or do you want them in how i find interesting build suspense man yeah okay we're just gonna start from the beginning then like mm-hmm. the, the first story i was involved in and just work our way up so oh no the first one was okay bigfoot we'll start with bigfoot yes all right <laughs> so uh the area i live in has exploded as far as growth goes over the last 10 15 years so back in the 60s 70s and stuff when my mom and them were all teenagers and stuff like that there was nothing it was just farmland and a few houses scattered around and turkey houses so they'd all leave on friday evening to go do what they're gonna do and they'd leave one of my aunts behind because she was waiting for her boyfriend my uncle to show up and she was the very no-nonsense aunt and she would every time she said every time they all left a big orange something would wander out of the woods and circle the house until my uncle started it heard my uncle's car coming over the hill because like the house sat down like a little valley like there's a couple big hills and then so you couldn't see it from the road but she said it would come out of the woods and wander around the house wouldn't do anything you just kind of wander around looking around and then when it heard a car coming it'd go back into the woods and they could they never saw anything to back it up or anything but she swore she swore up and down it would always come out when she was there by herself that's great uh, oh yeah so that's the bigfoot one um i think it's bigfoot they think it was some kind of demon um <laughs> so the they had a little jack russell terrier that was at the house with the backstory the house they were living in when they first moved in had shackles and cannonballs and stuff like that from the civil war this house was like from the from that era crazy and it was down in the, it was down in the cellar um so yeah there was cannonballs and shackles and stuff like that down in the basement and uh, they had a little jack russell terrier that my grandfather ended up having to put down because it went crazy because they would see it chasing something in the yard with the leaves and the leaves would be flying up like a person was running through the yard but there was nothing there whoa the dog literally went crazy and would just start trying to bite everybody <laughs> that's messed up yeah it's pretty wild stuff uh Let's see, the first one I was involved in, I was maybe a year old. And we were living with my aunt and uncle after my parents had divorced out in the middle of nowhere in their farmhouse. And it was an older home. And uh, my mom and my aunt, we were, I was asleep. We were in one of their extra den sleeping. And then the, my two cousins were upstairs in their room. My mom and my aunt were in the kitchen. We All of us kids were asleep. They were in the kitchen doing dishes. And they said, and my mom swears to this day, there was a shadow that crossed the entire kitchen. Like it was like the whole kitchen dimmed and a line, like a line just passed through and it dimmed. And then after it passed, it was quiet and they kind of just looked at each other. And then thud, thud, footsteps upstairs in the girl's room. Just heavy, heavy footsteps. So Casey comes wandering down the stairs, the youngest, and, uh, 
my mom goes to get Kristen, the old the oldest of them, and she's sitting at the top of the stairs, why is a sheet looking off to the side? And they're like trying to get her to come down, trying to get her to come down, trying to get her to come down. So finally, her mom gets halfway up the steps where she can barely reach her and yanks her down the stairs because they can still hear footsteps. Mm-hmm. And they yank her down the stairs thinking somebody snuck in the house. Mm-hmm. So they get her downstairs, and then my mom, keep in mind, my mom's like five foot two. I'm like I'm six two. My mom's five foot two. Mm-hmm. She braces herself against the downstairs wall with a shotgun, aimed at that door in case somebody rounds that corner. And, uh, and then they call my grandpa and my uncle and they come over and they go check the hole upstairs, like the little attic crawl space. They're shoving pitchforks in the, in the insulation, everything. Nobody's to be seen. And they're asking Kristen, they're like, how come you didn't come downstairs? He told me not to. Whoa. She said, he told me not to. And they're like, who the man up there? Oh God. And they, they checked the attic. They checked under beds everywhere. Nothing. I gave. I just gave myself goosebumps talking about this. Um, oh, but they God. didn't find anybody. They didn't find anybody. So then my uncle and my grandpa come down back downstairs. They're all in the little den right there next to steps. And as soon as they come off the steps, the footsteps start again. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, this is in Arkansas. This is in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah this is yeah, Arkansas. Screw Arkansas, man. You want to get some move to Arkansas? Oh God. What? You got ghosts and stuff up there, dude. That's no, a, that's, a, that's the tame one. I haven't got to like the oh, older God. stuff. All right. So that was so that was that one. Okay. So fast forward. Um, I'm probably I was a latchkey kid. It was just me and my mom. So she's working at the bank that was literally across the street. And then we had friends that lived down the road from us. So I I stay at home by myself after school. Well, you know how they say you can see stuff out of the corner of your eye. And don't ignore it because it's something. Yeah. So I'm in the house by myself one one day. And all day, I see something crossing the hallway back and forth. All day. And you just get used to it. You know what I mean? You just get used to this stuff. What? You do, <laughs> dude, you do. You get used to seeing it. Like, you see it long enough, especially oh, as a kid, you get used no. to it. So so it never – I never felt noticed. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Okay. It never felt noticed. And it just kept going back and forth. And then it sank in, that feeling of being seen. And it went across one time into my mom's room, and that feeling sat in, sunk in, and it came back out at a lean. It just leaned out. And I was out the door. I was out the door and ran down to my friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, no, it just it was just all day. Just like I was like, oh, it's just a shadow, whatever. But during the and day. It, yeah. I was in the first grade. <laughs> My God. So, but yeah, this, this, the feeling of being noticed finally set in. And yeah, it just, it just like, just a form, like just like the head just leaned out of my mom's room. Just started to lean out. I was out the door. And this is a black form. It wasn't necessarily black. It was more of a grayish form. It was like, it literally could have been like, just in my shadow. mind, it was just like a shadow. That is creepy. <laughs> oh, so, man. so then, um, one night, uh, I was in a, fast forward. Nothing really happened until uh, about junior high. After that, oddly enough, not to me anyway. My mom had more stories about stuff that happened to her um, on weekends. I was going to my dad's house. In that house? Yeah. Oh yeah. She just uh-huh. now moved out of that house. Like, and you stayed? Yeah, we lived there until like. Good lord. 
So anyway, this is a nice house. Can't too bad we can't see though. <laughs> it's too bad we can't be here. So my mom just told me there's there was one night I was at my dad's house uh, in Rogers, a couple of towns over for his weekend. She felt something kneel on the bed, and tap her on the forehead. Deuces, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. See so, <laughs> so I mean, but like, so but then uh, fast forward to junior high, a little older, have stuff set up in my room. Like, you know, office chair for me to sit in while I'm playing uh, video games and whatnot. I wake up one night and there's a kid in my chair kicking his legs. Just sitting there, kicking his legs, just chilling. Okay. I just get up and go out in the living room. My mom was still up, and she's like, what's going on? I was like, weird dream. Lay down, went back to sleep in the living room. And then about three to four nights later, I wake up. Because they usually they go away when you wake up, you know? Like, when they feel like you notice them, they'll go away. So I wake up. There's two in my room, okay? There's a really tall one, and there's a shorter one standing in my door. And I had the door shut. And I woke up, and they stayed. And I kind of laid there for a minute, like, no, no. And then finally I had enough. I started yelling, what What do you want? And my mom heard me, and she came running across the hall trying to get in. She couldn't budge my door. My door was held shut. And about the time I got, I got fed up and went to get out of the bed, get out of bed, they disappeared. My big-ass square box of a TV and everything on my entertainment center flew off as if something went down into it and then outwards, everything flew off in kind of a circle. Whoa, dude, dude. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm not feeling very comfortable where I'm sitting right now. I'm nowhere near Arkansas. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm good. I'm so, good. um, ah, oh, man, there's just so much stuff. Like, uh, my mom was telling me when they would wash the cars when they were kids, there'd be whistles from the woods. Like right on the edge of the woods where you could see if somebody was there. Let's uh, let me rewind here because I got to get into this a little bit. So you see a kid, okay. you see a yeah. kid in your chair. This isn't like I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but I'm thinking Arkansas, maybe some Native American burial ground. Was this a white kid or was it a little brown kid? Man, pitch black middle of the night. You could just tell it was a kid. Just a kid. Okay. You, you know okay. what I mean? It. I remember shaggy hair. Okay. Indian so, for sure. Indian for so sure. More than more than likely. Um, <laughs> like, for, but for real though, like, just yeah. my my grandfather's mom was a hundred percent Cherokee. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. So I mean, there's there's native for yeah, sure, sure in in my system. Um, but uh, but yeah, the entertainment center was probably the most violent thing to ever happen. But yeah, the door the door wouldn't budge. My mom was like, I was throwing myself at it because you were screaming and it wouldn't budge. And this is the and, same house where you saw shadows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Isn't that it, house is uh, <laughs> haunted as fuck. Did the entertainment system work afterwards? My Xbox did, and the TV landed on it. Oh, jeez. Oh, but no, yeah. I mean, but, like that uh, was that wasn't like a jackass comment. Like it's, no, yeah, no, everything everything worked. It's just everything got thrown off of it. Um, but I was talking to a minister friend of mine from a previous job. I was talking to him about it, and he goes, so what it sounds like, it doesn't sound like your house is haunted. I was like, I thought the same thing. Why do you think that? And he goes, hold on a second. 
Is that the biggest friggin' jug of water you can buy? <laughs> That's the size of the gas tank that burned up Blake. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes, what it sounds like is your family themselves are haunted. Because each, each member of my mom's generation, the family, had something follow them. And it didn't matter what house they lived in, something followed. Um, so I was talking to him more about it, and he goes, what it sounds like is somebody in your family made a deal. And whatever they made a deal with chose your mom's generation to collect. So I was like, okay, what's it collecting? He, he goes, no, just whatever it feels like collecting, just emotions, okay. whatever. Maybe your souls he one goes, night when you're sleeping? He goes, <laughs> he, well, he, t- he told me, he goes, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He goes, they'll just... Like, do you guys argue, like arguments? It'll feed off that energy. It'll feed off whatever energy you guys oh, put out. Energy, yeah, for sure. He goes, so just chose then to collect. There's six of them, so all six of them had something follow them. Have you seen anything in your current house? I have not. Good. But, <laughs> but mom swears she's heard knocking, and my wife swears she's heard knocking. Really? See, I get weird when I hear about like the. Sometimes that kind of stuff comes in threes. That's what weirds me out. I don't so, like. I, I'm a numerology guy. I don't know, numbers mess with me a little bit. This so, is why you didn't want us messing with that doll in Kentucky. Oh yeah, no. There's there's legit stuff, and I'm like, don't. That doll was too fucking weird. Just showing up <laughs> in the kitchen cabinet. That's why I was. I don't. Weird. I don't. I don't fuck around with stuff like that. Mm-mm. All right. So, oh, if it's following you, Matt. I'm never staying in a and b with you again. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, for the viewers, let's kind of recap what happened. So, yeah. <laughs> Mo Party last year, all of us got together. We rented an Airbnb, and it was like the Mopar hangout house, right? So we get in the house, cool little place, not far away from Beach Bend. And, you know, we're looking around, just kind of getting a lay of this house and where everything is, dishes. Well, in the kitchen cabinet, we find this extremely creepy doll like with like missing hair no clothes like just this weird almost like a cabbage patch or something like that yeah like the body is like a fabric or like stuffed but the legs the appendages are all plastic and it was the creepiest looking thing so i was joking with matt i'm like oh man i'm a ghost like throw this in his room like when he's in the shower or something he goes in there like it's it's creepy right it's freaky and matt Matt like straight locks the door to the bedroom. He's like, hell no, hell no. No, I wasn't. I was about to play. Y'all would have seen like holy water. You heard the hail marys and now our fathers and everything. But I mean, so I mean, yeah, just just stuff like that. Like like for real, that's just scratching the surface, really. Like unfortunately, like my mom's told me so many stories about what's happened to her and my aunts in their childhood. Give us a couple more. Give us a couple more. I'm not so, done with you yet. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So there was one. There was one night I was sleeping, and I was sleeping really good, and something just started screaming in my ear as loud as it could. Like it felt like a siren was going off in my room. That's how loud it was. Jeez. Like it jolted me out of bed. Anyone else heard? No. No. No one else heard it. Um, I swear. 
Forrest James Phillips. He says, uh, we moved to Northeast Oklahoma six months ago and we just smudged our home and property. My mother and great idea. My mother in law is a smudger. My daughter's name is Sage. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, explain what's smudging. You you basically cleanse your area. Like you you smoke sage, you, you rub oil in places and stuff like that. Like you're blessing you're blessing and cleansing. Is there a bug in your garage? Okay, God. Yeah, there like, is. Yeah. There's an orb. <laughs> you, you got me tripping, so, bro. <laughs> true story. We took too long and my wife probably fell asleep. She was watching. She was she said she was gonna watch, and when we got to this part, she was gonna run and start flicking the light switches. Oh god, I would have freaked the hell out. <laughs> I would have freaked out. Get out of there. <laughs> but uh but no, so I mean like there was that and then um Man, just stuff moves. Like, just stuff get moved. Man, and then, that... then you'd, like, you'd kind of, like, just move on and forget about it and just go do something else. And you'd come back, and what you had been looking for was right where you had last stopped looking for it. So your mom moved out of that house. Mm-hmm. She moved in have, with us. Have you ever gone back and said, hey, have you ever seen anything weird? No, because we we do happen to know the person that lives there now. Oh, but okay. It's just yeah. a. I'm very pro. Like I, I even am probably gonna regret telling these stories because it's probably gonna kick up a little bit of activity for a little bit. But uh, smudge, very, smudge the place. Smudge. My, the wife's, place. my wife's already on it. She heard a knock one day, and she's like, oh, "I'm gonna get some sage and stuff." I was like, "Do you?" Probably wouldn't hurt to do that every now and then. <laughs> my like, God. Well, I mean, dude. Just, well, just talking about it, acknowledging it invites that energy in draws it yeah. to you like people love that show ghost adventures i'm not gonna lie i'm a huge fan but if you have stuff happen to you watching that just amplifies it because it just draws it because you're acknowledging it, it and draws it in yeah it opens that like door. like i was in between jobs and i was working a remodel i was working a remodel with a buddy of mine in a in an old farmhouse again like this place was so old that it didn't even have foundation. It was the sand. It was sand foundation. That's how old this place was. Like the bricks were from a Chicago bank. Oh my God. Yeah. So there was three of us in the house that day. All three police officers. All three were police officers. Okay. We're sitting there. They're doing something in one of the rooms. I'm chilling in the chair just talking. There was a buzzsaw on the floor behind me. And we're all just sitting there talking. And then from behind me, all you hear is, I turn around, that buzzsaw is rocking, slapping the floor. No power to it. It's not plugged in. It's just rocking, slapping the floor. And I was like, fuck off. You're not even my ghost. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, a couple places you'll never catch me, an old farmhouse. (laughs) Don't don't do it, man. Uh, (laughs) So so I I will never claim to be psychic or say I'm even close to a psychic. But you have that stuff happen to you for long enough, you start to feel feel that stuff. You know when it's there and when it's not, you know? And that's why I think they're kind of just really being over dramatic because I don't feel anything at this house. Yeah. Like there's not there's not a drain or anything like that. My mom's house, my mom's house, I could walk in after we moved out, I could walk in and sit at my mom's house for about ten minutes and just I'd be so drained I'd just fall asleep. Like yeah, something sucks. would just Something would just leech, leech me Sucking that energy, dude. Yeah. Ugh. So That's creepy, So dude. we were, it was the last night we were working on that farmhouse, and that noticed feeling sank in. Again. So I got to looking around, 
and my gaze, I didn't see anything, but my gaze kept getting drawn to a corner in the living room of this house. And I was just like, there's something right there. And my, and my buddy, who was my roommate at the time, he goes, I saw it earlier, but didn't want to say anything to you. And I was like, I don't see it now, but I know it's there. Dude. What's up, man? What's yeah. up, guys? What's up? You're, you're down in Kansas. There's some creepy shit down there, too, huh? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> aside from you, aside from Jed. Aside from Jed. I, I don't know of any weirdness that happens in Kansas. <laughs> I think getting pulled over by a cop a couple like an hour ago because he just wanted to check out Jezebel. See, that's cool. I like when cops do that kind of stuff. I don't because he was like, yeah, your headlight's out. And I'm like, are you shitting me? Oh, God. <laughs> and I check it and it's like, not out. Interesting. Holly <laughs> in the house, Brian in the house. God, things just got a little weird in here. What's <laughs> this? Who's so got ghost that's, stories? That's Wait. about the best. That's about all of mine. So, hey, Matt, that's some creepy shit, dude. Now you got me. Uh, now I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a. Uh, I, uh, man, uh, let me let me tell my dad's story. This one's creepy as hell because I've there never experienced anything like this. Okay. So my parents go to stay with a friend down in Oregon, and they get there, and their friends are like, "Oh, you can stay in this room," and they mentioned that all the closet doors had been screwed shut <laughs> because the lights would go on and off just boom, 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 boom. So my parents are like, they're really not into that kind of thing. So they don't, they don't think anything of it. Right. <laughs> my dad is like the last person that would BS me on any story like this, but this is the, what happened is totally what my dad would do. So <clears throat> three o'clock in the morning, my dad wakes up dead sleep. Three o'clock in the morning wakes up. The lights, the lights inside the closet are going on and off. The closet that's screwed shut. And in front of the closet, about yay big, is a black mass just floating, right? And uh, my dad, you know, he's, I wouldn't call him religious, but, he, you know, he believes. Um, he wakes up my step. Pat, get up, get up, get up. And she's like, what, what? And he, and he goes, do you see that? And she looks, she sees it too. And then... Uh, He's like, we're getting out of here. They don't end up leaving, but my dad gets up and starts flipping through channels. And she's like, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm trying to find the Christian station. And he's like, trying to find the Christian station on TV. Flips it to the Christian station. I was like, I would have left, right? He ended up not getting very good sleep, but apparently the thing went away. And he was saying that on their way home, they almost got into a car accident and I forget exactly how that part of the story went, but it had something to do with the trailer and um, a really tight highway. And the trailer basically shifting sideways, the car that was pulling the trailer loses control and manages to go in between my parents' car and the other car in the lane. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that's what you get for turning on the old Christian station. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, that's uh, my parent. My parents wouldn't BS me on something like that. I've I've never seen anything crazy like that. But uh, when I hear stories like that, I'm like, ugh, like part of me is like, I want to see something crazy so that I can just know. You know what I mean? And then the I'm other part of me is like, crazy. You don't want to. You don't want to know. I'm good. I'm good, man. So I saw, so I saw a question uh, asking if I played with a Ouija board as a kid. Nope. 
Nope. Even as a kid, I was trying to stay away from those things. Oh, I did. I did once, but that's never anything. You. Nothing crazy. Around. That's like that's like you see these these videos. These people finding a snake in their toilet. I'm like, no, 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 we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> that's a snake house now. He he he's got the whole thing. He got the whole house himself. They, yeah. they call that a dope rope. <laughs> I do have a fear of a snake biting me on the ass coming up out of the toilet and sneaking up on me. Mm-hmm. I do have that fear. No, oh, dude, snakes don't scare me. I love snakes. I used to have a fear of them. <laughs> Look, you can love snakes all you want. One sneaks up on you in the toilet and bites you on the ass. You're not going to be a fan of that snake. <laughs> Bite me on the ass all you want. There's a couple. <laughs> It's not the part I'm worried about either. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. He's going to see me. He's going to be like, ooh, baby mouse. <laughs> <laughs> What's this baby bird doing hanging upside down? <laughs> Everybody's got super cool stuff behind them. i got to remedy this. I don't have super oh. cool stuff behind me. I just have a cement wall. That cement wall is pretty freaking cool, dude. <laughs> it's better than my other view, which is nothing. It's abstract, <laughs> man. It's abstract. Look, look, he's got a five-star dealer sign behind him. He's good. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. Tunnel ramp. I, I find your right five-star down. dealer sign very appropriate because it's like, you know, like, hey. Oh, that's from, yeah, that's from the one of the dealership. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. My cats tear up... Uh, window blind so can't tear that up that's pretty cool that's legit man what uh who else has some creepy stories well my mom every time when i was a kid i have my mom would have this this four foot creepy doll that she grew up with it had glass eyes but they moved and it's this thing was four foot so as a kid we're the same height of this damn thing hell no it would show up anywhere and everywhere in the house because my mom would be leave it somewhere and it would scare the frick out of us as a kid we'd walk and open the closet there it was we'd walk into the kitchen there it was and she wouldn't put it there necessarily it would just find its way there and it over the years has lost its hair so it was like patched up hair like everywhere the glass eyes moved and followed you down the hallway she put it in the attic and put it away well, I don't know how it got out of the attic, but it found its way into every one of our kids' bedrooms as a kid. And it it would two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning when you got up, it was right there in the corner, staring at you. Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> That's some Annabelle <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> I, my Annabelle. mom still has the doll, and I hate it every time. Oh I see my it. god! Yeah. I hate it every time I see it. I, yeah, I want to burn it. It's creepy as hell. Guess who's inheriting that doll? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I already told my mom I'm burning it. You're gonna <laughs> find out that when you inherit that doll, that there's like some kind of secret pact, and you have to care for the doll. Yeah, I don't know. No, 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 no. We we just heard Blake's story. Don't burn it. Don't burn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, does anybody remember the uh, my buddy dolls? Yes, those yeah. are creepy. Yeah. I think yeah. they were ducky dolls. Yeah, they're creepy. Yeah. So my dumbass self as a child stayed up. You wanted night. one. No, I had one. And I snuck, stayed up, and watched Child's Play. That oh something just got yeeted into the back of my closet <laughs> so fast after watching that movie. That's a mistake. Dude. Dude. No. I remember, I, yeah, I remember watching the first Chucky movie. 
And it's my first time ever going at Hot Topic. I was young. <laughs> I, just, I went through the store. And I was like, this looks cool in the mall. And then I saw a Chucky doll and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like part of me wanted it but the other half was like i don't want to see my whole family get murdered <laughs> the same yeah. would have like a gremlin doll yeah no thanks <laughs> the two creepiest things ever dolls and clowns yeah oh don't get me started I've got, i'm still trying to sell a vintage uh velour clown picture if anybody wants it i'll mail it to them Oh, really? Burn it! 70s vintage velour, hand painted clown on it. Really? Where is it? Where do you have? Do you have it with you? No, it's at home, <laughs> unfortunately. But I can mail it to anyone. Look me up on Facebook. I'll pay shipping. You break so I'll send you some pictures of it first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's creepy. I'm, I'm I'm like, uh, Heaven's Mopars. He noticed. He's in the comments. He noticed. Nobody the else back there? Yeah, no, it looks good. I'm look, I, I was looking at that. It's awfully blacker now. Hey, believe hey, me, it'll look a lot better on camera. It actually looks really smooth. Around. If you seen it on camera, I don't want to turn around. I was, I, I did, I did watch the video of you starting to paint it, Brian. And as a guy who's messed with some paint in my life, I was like, "Good Lord, Brian, you're killing me right now." Oh man! Oh, Wait, you, you see the one that did this? Oh man, I suck at that. Yeah. Paint my shit from now on, but hey, it looks good from here. It does. What you That's all I care about. What Says the guy it? who's gonna sand it down because you got a bug and a hair in the paint. Well, there's a bug and a hair in it. You can't leave that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what year is that thing, Brian? Uh, seventy-four. There you go. Um. <laughs> so one guy asked if I had any UFO stories. Big red. I have one. Do you? Oh man. I do. It's okay. not. It's not exciting. I didn't get abducted or anything. Um. <laughs> So, like, uh, I was a kid, camped out in the backyard like kids do, you know. Um, my dog tore open the tent. And uh, so I got out and stomped my way into the house in the middle of the night. And I just I just looked up. And I can't say it was, I can't say it was an alien or anything, but I, I didn't know what it was. But there was a dot. So, I mean, I'm in town. Like, I was in town. So, like, there was no, hardly any stars cause due to light pollution. So I look up, and there's just a glowing dot way up there, and it zigzags its way across the sky, leaving a blur, and then it was gone. Well, for sure, that was a UFO. Anyway. Pretty though, everybody, so that's good. If you ever wake up in the morning and you find it extremely easy to poop, you know why. <laughs> they, got you, they got you in your sleep. Those yeah. damn aliens. They you got know, me you again. Know saying, you know what? You know what? There's uh, there's some people saying though that the government now that they're all putting out the whole you know because they're 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 releasing information on UFO sightings and stuff. They're saying they're actually saying that the government's putting that out there because they're trying to hide what they actually the technology that they actually have. Well, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they got crazy technology. When yeah. the government starts admitting shit, then you're then that's when you need to get suspicious. <laughs> They're gonna go all men in black on us with that little neuralizer shit. Oh, <laughs> what was the one? 
this guy, this guy was interviewing somebody that he worked on the uh, the, the Blackbird that that spy plane. Yeah, yeah. He worked on that, and then he worked for that same division for like years and years, and he retired. And he was doing an interview with somebody. And the guy kept asking him about new technology. He just kept blowing him off. And before they ended the interview, the guy asked him again. And he's like, I will tell you this. If E.T. was here right now, we could get him home. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So No, they said that we have the technology to take E.T. home, mm -hmm. is what they said. So they admitted to it. Well, now you guys are talking my field. <laughs> That's what I do. You said this was an interview you saw before, Ryan? I heard somebody talking about the interview. I've seen the interview. I know what interview you're talking about. What was the guy's name? I'll ask that. Do you remember what the guy's name was? I can't remember the guy's name. Was he from Lockheed Martin or something? Or somewhere? Was his last name Dyson? Might have been. That sounds familiar. That is my wife's great uncle. Are you serious right now? Yep. He was on. He was the test pilot for the SR seventy one. My that's my understanding. And in a test plane, he went up with Chuck Yeager once and did his best to make Chuck Yeager Chuck up Chuck. <laughs> that's well. This didn't develop that plane in the seventies. Yeah, he, he's an old guy. He's he retired. He lives in California. You know, it's what, you didn't actually hear about it till what, like the late '80s, early '90s. Oh, yeah. So the whole thing. This is my understanding, right? So he would go to work and he'd come home, and his family couldn't ask him about work. What you do at work today? I went to work. Like it was. I mean, he, he didn't tell this closest of close. Like, and he was on an interview on the History Channel, and he's written a book, I think about the experience but yeah that would make sense if you saw an interview because he was interviewed on the history channel i believe you want to know something really neat about the sr-71s to start them they use two 425 buick nail heads what yep they they have two buick 425 nail heads hooked up on a little cart it's the only engine they had at the time with enough torque to turn that plane over and get it running really Okay. Yeah, I do know that all the sheet metal on it is extremely loose. Even the fuel. So when it's parked on the jetway on the tarmac, it's leaking fuel. Yeah, yeah the same with same with the Concorde. It leaks fuel like a sieve. Really? <laughs> because at at at, a, at a, what was it above Mach one or Mach two? The thermal growth from just the friction over the surface of the plane, the thermal expansion of the metal seals up like so the metal actually grows with thermal yep. expansion in flight so they have to be that way the planes are loose on the ground so at yep. hypersonic speeds they they tighten up that's crazy uh when i train people at work i've ran into people from all walks of life so this kind of has to do with what i assume is aliens but i've i've trained a lot of military guys and i always like i always I always try to like work my way into something paranormal when I'm talking to these people just to see like I, I like to get their baseline. And with military guys, I always have to ask them, especially like, have you ever seen anything crazy? And they're like, what crazy like what? And I'm like, just anything crazy. And uh, this one guy, he was a um, an army ranger sniper and did a bunch of tours or whatever. And 
he kept in in touch with some people from his platoon and one of the guys that he was in touch with ended up working at a air force base not too far it was nellis air force base this is what i was told and uh, he said he was talking to him and um hadn't seen the guy in a while and basically they were like catching up and he's like what are you doing he's like oh i'm working security detail at nellis air force base and what he was what he started telling him was uh that even security detail is so compartmentalized that even if you have security clearance, you're not allowed into certain spots, right? And uh, they were still talking, and the guy had mentioned that he had become super religious. And the guy that I was training was like, really? And he, he was telling me, yeah, dude, we were, you know, <laughs> the classic knee-deep in blood and guts type thing. Um and he goes, hey, that was really odd that he said that. And uh, he tried to get some information out of him. And he's like, well, you know, what made you get that way? And he goes, oh, things I've seen on the base. And he's like trying to probe him for information to find out. And the only information he could get from the guy, basically, the guy was like, you know, I don't want to sound crazy. But he goes, let me just say that, you know, how all the ancient structures around the world, like ancient civilizations and stuff, all have similar pyramid structures. And he goes, yeah, he goes, uh there's something to that and that he didn't really elaborate on it, but it was kind of like, but that made him become religious. So what else did he see or learn that yeah. would spark him to become a religious person? You know, probably I thought something that, like thought a Stargate weird. type thing. Yeah. Who knows, dude? <laughs> so an interesting one with uh, the very first guy I made a shifter for a buddy of mine on Facebook. We'll call him Jamie. Um, can't involve too much because I'm pretty sure he's still working there. But uh, he made it very clear to me that there was only certain times of the day he could talk to me. But he really wanted a root beer colored round shifter I made. And uh, do I sound all right? Yeah. 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 Somebody's feeding back. Is that me? I don't know who's feeding back. Somebody might. Everybody mute for a second. One by one. Keep talking, Jed. Anyway, so um, Jamie had told me, you know, that he, I can only talk to him for a certain period of the day. And we got on the phone, and it was a secure line from the Bahamas. And we got to talking, and he goes, dude, when I get back, I can't wait to tell you all about what I do for a living. And I was like, well, what do you do? He goes, let's just say I work, he's like private contract for the military, but he works, how do I put this? Uh, well, that sounded crazy. So we all know what Area 51 is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, real Area 51 is in the ocean, is in the Gulf of Mexico near the Bahamas, where the real shit happens. Like you think you think fucking like superhero, supervillain kind of shit, legitimate underwater fucking base <laughs> where all that crazy shit goes on. That would be cool. Yeah, he says that it's no fucking joke. Like you fucking check in there and your fucking lips are fucking sealed. You can't oh, talk what goes on there. You can't divulge the location of where it actually is. And it's like the craziest shit you ever fucking seen. And Kind of like, 
I don't know if I believe it, but that sounds fucking cool. <laughs> like, where do I sign up? It, I wouldn't put it past uh, the government to do the. I would be scared if if you were involved in something like that. I would, as much as I would love to tell everybody, the government doesn't fuck around, dude. They got no, your phones no. tapped. That if I don't know if any of you guys listened to the episode of the Joe Rogan podcast where he had Bob Lazar on, who had claimed to be an employee at area 51 and a lot of people were discrediting him, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of the things that he was saying about the facility, like the security and even element 115 that supposedly powered the craft that he was reverse. He was part of reverse engineering um, ended up becoming reality later on down the line. So it was real stuff that he was talking about, but at the time everybody believed it was science fiction. Like he was talking about um, I'm trying to remember without, butchering it but it was basically a device a security device where you put your hand on it and measures the length of the bones in your fingers because much like fingerprints everybody's uh bones in their hand are unique like the lengths so you put your hand on this thing and it would basically scan your hand um for the bone lengths and everybody said ah, it doesn't exist that doesn't exist blah 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 well in this documentary the filmmaker's like we actually found the device and the device is real and everybody was like, oh, that, you know, when he was talking about it, they're like, that technology doesn't exist. And then with Element 19, everybody said that doesn't even exist. It's not on the periodic table. And just recently it was added to the periodic table, Element 115. <laughs> so it's like, oh, he just came up with that shit out of the blue. And in the yeah. podcast, he says that when he was talking to um, them about where they got these uh, crafts, um, apparently one or more were found um, in archaeological digs. But he was saying, Area 51 isn't even, you know, that's just that's just where everybody thinks the stuff is. The actual real base is at S4, which is like 15 miles away from Area 51. But uh, that, it's a really cool podcast. If you listen to it, it's like, ah, because, you know, the government's pretty smart. They probably have disinformation agents. And he didn't know because they were saying that the craft that he was working on was from the Zeta Reticuli star system. And it's like. Were they just feeding him BS so that when he told people, they would know where the information was coming from? Like, it's so compartmentalized. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't put it past, like, if, if the moral of the story, if I worked at anything like that, I would be scared to say anything. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, hell no, I'm I'm staying shut. Plus, it's like you're working on, like, the coolest shit ever. <laughs> so mm -hmm. every time I go to Vegas, I've heard that there's uh, commercial airliners called the Janet flights that fly out that are for area 51 employees. And every time I go there, I see, I see these planes that are unmarked and I'm like, I wonder if that's them, but I, I don't know for sure. Cause I've obviously, <laughs> but uh crazy shit, man. I, that, that whole thing with the aliens and like ancient civilizations and things like that, there's gotta be something, something in our history was not written. And I believe from research that I've done, I think that, ancient civilizations were a lot more advanced than we understand. And I think uh, ancient cataclysmic event wiped them out. Now, did aliens come down and, you know, are we actually hybrids? You know, did they take a monkey and some of their DNA and make us? Who knows? I'm also a spiritual guy. You know, I'm not religious, yeah. but I, I believe uh, there's got to be something else out there. You know, with ghost stories and things, there's, there's something that happens to us when we pass on where – Maybe our bodies are dead, but our energy still exists. But I have, you know, that's the ultimate question. That's why I'm not afraid of death, because a death is going to be the ultimate answer. You're going to find out everything. I might die, and Jesus One might be waiting for me. Like, hey, Chris, we got some stuff to talk about, dude. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's multidimensional, honestly. I think when you die, you just move to another dimension. 
Could be. <laughs> yeah. Could very uh, kind of interesting. You were talking about Joe Rogan. I've been listening to him lately. He's got some weird ideas, but it makes you think. Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, what if what if every day, okay, you go to sleep, and then when you wake up, you're actually in a different reality that's really close to the one that you left when you were when you went to sleep. He's like, nobody knows. Nobody knows what happens when you go to sleep. It's like he I I think it's the weed, but you know. He, he really gets into some deep yeah. <laughs> Probably a little bit of the weed. <laughs> Probably a lot of the weed. Um, have you guys heard the new theory that the, some of these paleontologists are coming up with that they uh, assembled a T-Rex wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that too. Uh, the theory, the working theory right now is, I don't know if Chris has heard it um, or Blake. Blake looks confused. Uh, they put the They put the arms on wrong. <laughs> we've been, be we've been talking shit about him the whole time. Like, look at his short little arms. No, they're supposed to. They're, they're, they actually, they're somebody got to looking at it, and they resemble more like ostrich wings than actual arms. So they're thinking they put them together wrong. Because um, whenever you hear them say they came out with a new dinosaur, found a new dinosaur species, chances are they actually just put one together wrong, and they figured it out, and they just said it's a new dinosaur instead of admitting they were wrong for like seventy years. Oh, I yeah. hate the whole shit where they're trying to make dinosaurs into fucking birds. Screw off with that crap. It's gay. <laughs> Two hacks. Yes, I do know about Jeremy Corbyn and the documentaries. That's actually what I was talking about. Um, yeah, dude, the dinosaur thing, it's funny because you get so many different opinions. Like some people don't believe they existed. Um, I've heard that they don't even – they're basically pontificating when they find bones and stuff. They're basically just assembling a dinosaur based on one bone. Like I don't know how yeah. true that is, but um, some of it's some of that's true. That's like uh, like there's never been a fully complete T Rex skeleton found. They're yeah. just like oh, this, this seems right. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's like like in my way of thinking is because like remember you guys remember in school when we were in school and carbon dating was the be all end all. We carbon mm-hmm. dated it. It's this old. What quietly happened was they debunked carbon dating isn't as accurate as they always said it was like no there was never a huge announcement on it but quietly it's come out to carbon dating can be off by millions of years almost even <laughs> um so i would like one of my work running theories is every culture on this planet has a legend about dragons yes i was hoping you were gonna say dragons yes yeah um, every every culture has legends about dragons yeah, they're awesome well hell yeah they're awesome i fucking want one uh, <laughs> i'd love to have a dragon shit. that'd be cool show up to a fucking car meet with a with hell kitty or something i'd name it i'd name a dragon something crazy but um but but no like so like every culture has dragon legends even cultures that had nothing to do with each other never never met in ancient times and they just met in as far as planet history goes very recently so i mean there's got to be something to that there's even murals that are starting to leak and come out that are being discovered of people building pyramids and they're riding dinosaurs yeah and stuff I, like that i do believe we coexisted with dinosaurs at some point as an intelligent I, species and not neanderthals I, I fully believe so as well, because um, they're even finding dinosaur bones that still have like gooey yeah. tissue with them. 
that were so well preserved. There's there's gooey tissue with it. Um, now I'm not saying that it'd be any kind of anything, you know. But I mean, yeah, like two hacks is talking about. They found that fully complete mammoth, and they're like, we're gonna clone this some bitch. There are literally nine movies talking about how this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's cloning these prehistoric animals. <laughs> yes. Yes, I just was thinking about this. Is the two hacks said the same thing? The woolly mammoth in Antarctica they found exactly. Uh, See, they went, but then they went on expedition, and there's a there's an elephant in India that was larger than any other Indian elephant. They had video of it. It was larger than any other Indian elephant in that area, and it had more resemblance to a mammoth structure than an Indian elephant structure. Yeah, that's where I get in with the Bigfoot stuff. I, I do think there's some relic hominins out there. And also, go ahead, Brian. The Bigfoot thing, they found evidence of a humanoid that basically big teeth, big, you know, they, they, but they were supposedly existed at the same time as humans. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is, though, and the, the, the one thing that, that, that makes me think that it, it, if it's not if it's not out there right now, it was, is you look at um, like Native American uh, legends and everything and like drawings and things that they did. They drew everything they saw. And what they saw you know, you, you see everything that they've drawn, just about everything you, you, you know, you can see, oh, okay, that's where the buffalo were, that's where this was, that's where this was. But they have drawings of fucking 10 foot tall Bigfoot. I, I think giants did exist. I know that uh, uh, Mopar Man seventy eight was talking about the Nephilim and stuff. I've I've looked into all sorts of crazy shit. The Book of Enoch, like, man. yeah. There's so much crazy shit out there. So you look into the chupacabra and everything. <laughs> Every cryptid you can think of. The chupacabra has been proven real. The chupacabra has yeah. been proven real. <laughs> like they caught the some bitch. But um, so you guys want to know who some of the most tight-lipped government employees are? That won't talk about what they do hardly or anything like that. Who, uh, who do you think for, it is? Forest rangers. Yep. Because Park of rangers. missing missing people. Yep, they're the most tight. Are we going to get into Missing 411 right now? Has anybody heard of Bro, Missing 411? Don't get me started on 411. Oh, shit. We're just blowing people's minds in the chat. No, They're like we fucking Googling this shit right now. <laughs> we can't start on 411 because we that would take another two hours, and it's a That's crazy here. shit, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I know nothing vanish. about this. What is it? Oh, my God. Missing 4. Okay. Let me put it to you this way. So this guy named David Politis, right? He was a um, a Bigfoot researcher, and he was getting in with Native American tribes and getting access to stories and people that most, I mean, frankly, white people don't get that kind of access, right? He managed to get in good with these people. Who's Who's got the extra noise around here? Who is that? Is that you, Brian? It was me. Okay. If he starts up and get on mute, it's the, it's the guy in the shop over here. He's got oh, okay. they got a bunch of writers and stuff over there. <laughs> Those bastards. Um, so he starts correlating all these missing people, and he wanted to get a list from the Forestry Service Department or the Park Service Department or whatever of missing people in various national parks. And they came to him with a story like, 
oh, if you want that or we don't keep that information. But if you want a list, it's going to cost you some ungodly amount of like millions of dollars for them to compile the list of missing people. Right. Yep. So he's like, huh? What? And uh, basically, (laughs) if you look into some of the stories, just a couple of the stories, like there's correlations. He's seeing correlations with all these missing people. A lot of them are children that end up missing let's say they're camping with their family they end up missing and they're found like three thousand feet up in elevation but they're not dirty at all it's almost like something carried them up there so normally you would you'd naturally think maybe this is bigfoot type shit but the deeper you get involved in these stories the more you start thinking maybe there's some sort of gosh without sound i mean there's no way to talk about it without sounding crazy but maybe there's some sort of portal or interdimensional like a time shift or something like there's just so many the amount of missing people that go missing in our national parks is unfathomable (laughs) and the fact it's insane yeah and this guy started seeing these correlations and it they are also in certain areas like that are named funny like devil's bluff or i'm just giving examples but usually the places where they end up missing have devil in the name um maybe that's where we get all of our test subjects to run our experiments on you you never know (laughs) i i wouldn't put it past the government like have you guys heard of skinwalker ranch i'm sure you guys some of you guys have heard of skinwalker ranch yeah i've heard of it crazy place in utah blake they've got some crazy shit that goes on there uh the government owned it for a while robert bigelow owned it for a while um he robert bigelow started this for lack of a better term company i guess called nids the national institute for discovery sciences and he is a huge aerospace guy has probably billions of dollars and went there with all sorts of technology and scientists and shit and some of the shit that they were saying they were seeing crazy like portals opening up in the sky just the most insane shit you get ghosts poltergeist activity bigfoot and it's all in this weird skinwalker called skinwalker ranch yeah Um, yeah have you heard of a skinwalker bike i'm out here i'm out here with my popcorn i have never heard of any of this stuff (laughs) okay so so let me tap into my native roots here a skinwalker they're they're bad they're for lack of a better word, they're bad juju. What it is, it's basically a spirit that tries to disguise itself as an animal so that it can get closer to you. Like, have you ever heard of the term not a deer, not a deer or something like that? So I don't think so. So what's, so look at it this way in horror movies. What's the scariest, what's the scariest aspect about a horror movie is that the entity trying to kill you is, Person, it's, it's human-like. You know what I mean? It's human-like, but it's not a human. It's familiar. It's familiar. It's something so, familiar. So deep down, there is something that happened to our ancestors that got in our DNA to make us scared of something that looks human but isn't human. It is a it is an innate instinct to be scared of something that looks human that isn't, which means there was a predator that was top of the food chain, and it loved eating people. That looks and it looks human. Going back to where he was, one of the gentlemen was talking about skulls of this species that coexists with mankind that had bigger teeth, it was a bigger body. Like there's something that was human-like that we that our species was terrified of. And Native Americans do have tales of giants that were cannibalistic that would uh, eat well, people I mean, in their villages and their their tribes and shit. 
I mean, there's stuff. several there's several stories of the Hairy Man tribe that would come and visit camps. Yep. Bigfoot. Yeah. Like this predates Bigfoot sightings. Like it was Bigfoot. Yeah. They the were Native Americans have been on top of uh, Bigfoot for a while, and when the white man yeah. starts talking about Bigfoot, they're like, "Where have you guys been?" <laughs> like these fucking. We got three hundred different names for the guy. <laughs> you talking about you talking you talking about that guy? They come to the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> they they've also said that there have been. I don't know how true this is, obviously, because I wasn't there, but. Um, giant skeletons found and that the smithsonian usually gets them and usually they end up disappearing like the yep. smithsonian doesn't want you know because if any of this proved to be true it would change everything we've ever known about our history oh man. so yeah <laughs> so these legends and stories had to come from somewhere like we as people don't get me wrong we are creative you know what i mean we're, we're, we're creative we got artistic folks and stuff like that but the depth and the widespread of some of these legends that all kind of correlate with each other, it has to come from some kind of truth. Like there has to be something that actually existed for this to come from something. Because like not this many people could make up such a similar story across the globe with cultures that had nothing to do with each other. Well, you it's like I mean? you know, it kind of relates back to we were talking about ancient people. <laughs> and, you know, you look at all the ancient cave drawings and all the hieroglyphics and everything they ever did. They worshipped a deity that was in the sky. Yep. And you could just say, yeah, they worshipped the sun and blah, blah, blah. But you look at it all, they were always depicted as humanoids. <laughs> it's the same thing over and over and over. And, you know, you kind of even get back to... uh you, know, you get into the Bible and stuff, you know, what if the man we consider Jesus Christ was like the guy who kind of intermingled and that was like, what if, what if, you know, like I'm like, like Chris said, he's a spiritual guy and also kind of roots in science and shit like that. I've been the same. And I kind of wonder, you know, what if this God that, you know, like Christians worship, like what most of us worship is just an extraterrestrial being. And, intermingled with humanity that's where we got like jesus christ or what if you know like we get like back in egypt all their gods are very similar to the gods from greek and roman mythology and what if those gods got wiped out by this one singular god so touching on that i've heard a theory and i've been looking into it more is not so much that they got wiped out by the one god is that that even ancient Norse mythology and stuff like that talks about how Odin even answered to a power above him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're maybe not talking about a, like an enemy kind of inter interaction here. We might be talking about like, you got the general, you got the lieutenants and yep. it just kind of trickles down from there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but I mean, it's, I'm like you guys, I, I wouldn't say I'm overtly religious, but I'm very spiritual. I do believe there is a higher level of power in our world that we couldn't that we as we are now cannot comprehend yeah mopar man 78 is just coming out with all this stuff and i'm like the nephilim the yeah this is he's talking about the nephilim right here yeah he's talking no, about he's... the fallen angels uh mated with human women and created uh these giants the the nephilim um there's just the fact of the matter is is you know if you put all the crazy flat earth stuff aside <laughs> which is a whole different Let's don't know <laughs> it is so insane but 
if you think about the universe, if it is never ending, to think that we are the only like that, if we were the only being that's conscious, that has a soul or whatever, whatever you want to say, that has this this life force in all of the universe. Do you know how lucky we are at that point? No, it's completely asinine. There's no way. <laughs> there, there's like, no how arrogant, like how arrogant are we to think we're the only ones? Here's you know the I mean? thing, though, and I'm going to bring up, I don't know if anybody's heard this, but this is something that Elon Musk said about aliens. He said either they're really secretive and really standoffish or because he's like he's like there's either um uh, uh more aliens than you can count or there's none the only reason that there would be none is that no civilization has ever made it far enough without destroying itself that's true never made it far enough to actually get into space and visit other places without before it destroyed itself. Yeah. Uh, if, if the universe really is never ending, then you have to think that there's civilizations out there that are, I mean, year, the years, the number of years is uh, uncomprehendable for yeah. a human, well, for a human. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Even like, just on a basic level, us as a species, Okay, you can say, yeah, we survived because we learned to reason and all of this. Bullshit. Okay? How long does it take, say, any other animal on the planet after giving birth before it can walk and move and get away from danger? Look oh, it up. Yeah. It it's it's in human nature to do that. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, here's my whole thought on it is humans by nature are destructive and just deceitful there is not a single redeeming quality in our nature and it's how we have survived that's how humans are i mean there are people who can get along but there are always more people out there who are out for themselves and love to cause issues with everybody we all know a person in our lives that is just absolute fucking trash and we want nothing to do with them and unfortunately that is the truest human being there is because well, that's, that's like that's like pe- there's there's a huge a huge percentage of people, and I'm one of them, that's scared of the dark. Yeah. Okay. Scared of the it's unknown. Dark outside. You. Everybody has that little bit of fear. Or if you're walking and you hear something, you don't want to turn around and look. You just want to go. Well, that is something that could have been bred into us genetically. When think about it, when like the early man was walking around and you heard a noise, the one that that decided, oh wow, what's that? Turned around, got eaten by a giant cat, and the one that just said, I don't want to look, and took off, there to let someone survive. So True. genetically, that's bred into us. That's kind of like the cats. If you put a cucumber by a cat, because they're they're um, genetically like uh, scared of snakes. So if you put a cucumber yeah. by a cat while it's eating and it turns around and sees a cucumber. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's funny as shit, but it's supposed to be real bad for the cats. That's what I heard. Like, yeah, traumatic as fuck. <laughs> but you you were talking about about uh, the guy who was who, who, who learned stuff. You're, you're was talking about his friend in the military who all of a sudden got religious. Well, what if what if he was in the middle of something that the government knows? Okay, this is where all these 
religions come from is from aliens, that would make me get religious real quick because they could come back at any time and they're real. And if I ain't worshiping them, guess what? <laughs> Mopar Man they brings up a good nice point. He talks about my, my only issue with the because my grandma was a Christian. She read me the Bible all the time. The problem I had with the Bible was always that there was similar stories from other religions and other civilizations that had very similar stories, um, namely the flood. The flood can be found. Flood stories can be found throughout ancient cultures all over the world. Um, going back to the ancient civilizations all over the world, not having contact, to be honest, you know, we talk about Pangea, where the Earth was all one continent at one time, and then something, you know, over eons and eons, it eventually separated out. And you know, the, what if a cataclysm created that? Because we don't have dating right. So what if there was? one signal continent called Pangea and we all did have content or um, contact because you know you could easily travel to those places before planes and boats and things like that and then an ancient cataclysm a flood you know major earthquake you know an impact from deep space something crazy like that separated the continents and then we're sitting here going how did all these ancient civilizations how did they you know create structures that are so similar but had no contact. I find it impossible to believe that there was no contact contact between ancient civilizations. Um, but I, I get weird when I read the Bible because there is some stuff that answers some of my questions. But then I go, well, you know, there's so many different stories about, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a Messiah and all these other civilizations and all these other religions and stuff. So I don't, I, I don't know what to believe. I really don't, especially since the Bible's been. Um, you know, passed through so many human hands, you know, uh, we, uh, any type of king or anything like that, they got an agenda. They got an agenda. Of course, they're going to write what they want to write in there, you know? So as far as reading the Bible and believing that it has all the answers, I'm not sure if I believe that 100%. I believe there are some answers and I believe it's all connected in some weird way. I just, all that stuff I think is just so uh, complicated that our human brains right now can't comprehend. There was uh, a, a, recent, a recent study or a recent article that came out, Chris, about how they found out how like Antarctica was connected to South America or something like that. They, they had figured out how like a Pangea would have worked with including Antarctica into it. It was really interesting. I'll have to see if I can dig it up. Yeah, send that to me. I, I like re I, I like this I kind think, of stuff. I think a lot of people, if you look into other religions, just about every religion on the planet, you look at it just about every religion. If you break it, you know, and, and you, you said it's complicated. It's really not. The stories and everything in every religion, the base thing that the stories is trying to tell you is don't be a fucking douchebag. <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> and it's like okay what bible have you been reading so, <laughs> these are the people but and, and if, it, if, if, if it was like aliens that, that, that created us they're telling us don't be an asshole you know they're saying that they're, they're, I've, I've heard that they have evidence of a Super volcano, the last super volcano that went off on Earth, wiped out 
the human population to where it was down to 7,000 people. Mm. And every one of us are descendants of that 7,000 people. So you all married your sister, you weird. Oh, they had, yeah. Oh, there was some, there was some, oh, God, I don't know where. Chris, you took it right out of my mouth. A lot of inbreeding. (laughs) I found one, my exact opposite, blonde, white, you know, green eyes. I had to stray as far away from the family as possible. Well, it still also makes you think, and I don't know, but all these all these things that we're fighting over right now, like your skin color and your race and all this, if we all came from those 7,000 people, all of that shit, the only reason we look different is because when we moved out of that 7,000 person location, some people went over here and some people went over here. You know, some people went to where, you know, to where it was hot and sunny all the time and their skin got darker and we're all the same person, you know? Yeah. Uh, there was, a. it is interesting to me that so many ancient civilizations did know about constellations and planets and stuff when, you know, we didn't have, well, we assumed that they didn't have that type of technology, you know, um, could an alien species have come down and given us that knowledge or were we far more advanced than we realize? Or did they come down and help us get to that next level? I mean, there's so many possibilities. I feel like the government knows more about this. And for some reason, they're holding it back. The only reason I could think of that would be to suppress uh, to suppress the knowledge so that we don't advance as a society and they can control us. That's mm-hmm. what I think. I mean, if well, I wanted to get it, deep in conspiracy. This way. Look at ancient structures. Speaking of ancient advanced civilizations, look at ancient structures. They're still standing. Yeah. Like, they're still there. And then look at like a building built 30 years ago, left left alone and untouched. What's it going to do? It falls apart. You know what I mean? So like how a supposedly less advanced culture managed to build this superstructure that isn't really deteriorating outside of some surface damage from the elements. You know what I mean? Like, there's something there, but I don't know. I mean... They were built to withstand the test of time to tell a story, and it's up to us to decipher that story. The the problem is nobody can agree on anything. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I've heard one theory, and this was like, this is off a Reddit board, so take it with a grain of salt. Um that like oxidation is damaging so the theory goes what if we're actually being poisoned by our environment and that's what ages us oh dude i totally believe that i think oxygen is poisonous yeah so that's why the aliens won't come talk to us because we're a bunch of poison fucking breathers (laughs) and and they're like "That, that planet is poison and these people are just chilling Licking each other's buttholes. It's the weirdest planet. I, I mean, yeah. It's just, the, there's way more to this existence than we realize. Oh, absolutely. Well, who's, who's to say we weren't already more advanced than we are now, but we ended up bombing ourselves out of existence and destroying everything, and we're Could the be, rest of the people who, 
who just happened to live through it. Well, Albert Einstein said it best. He said he did not know what weapons World War Three would be fought with, but he knew World War Four would be fought with sticks and stones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, we'll be the end of. Uh, we'll end ourselves. It, it would be crazy to think that maybe every civilization does get to a certain point and then we screw it up because we're humans. <laughs> Like, and if if there are aliens, let's be honest. If we found aliens, what would we do? Fat cheeks. <laughs> we would either we would either try to kill them and end up being butt raped by them, or we will try to butt rape them immediately. <laughs> yeah. would, the first thing that, that the first thing us as a species would do is look at them and say, "What can we get out of that?" Yeah, they'd be a you they'd know. be an experiment. They, I'm if if uh, Joe Rogan has said it. If I was an alien and I came down and watched the crazy shit that's going on down here, I probably wouldn't want to interact with those crazy bastards either. I'd probably just be no. Like, I wouldn't want to talk to like let's if, watch I, this if I wasn't already here, I wouldn't want I wouldn't talk to us. Like planet Earth is probably the planet all the aliens lock their doors yeah. as they fly by. <laughs> we're like yeah. alien. We're like Netflix for aliens. They're like, let's go to Earth and check that shit out real quick. <laughs> Like, to go to Earth well, and chill. you know, and maybe, and maybe, you know, there's all these other different, different alien species that are coming, and that that's why we get all these different, all these different UFO sightings, and they fly over and they look and they pick up what we got on TV, and they're watching this, and they're like, "Not ain't ready yet," and they leave. <laughs> yeah, they're watching all of our reality TV, which is not real mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> no, they ain't ready. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll give them another couple hundred years. Kim Kardashian is famous YouTube. on 12 planets. They tune into YouTube and they see Whistle and Diesel and Vitrip Garage. And they Their go. ass might be famous on 12 chip planets. <laughs> or there's some pervert alien watching us right now going, yeah, that's it. Talk more about me. <laughs> Talk more about me. <laughs> I'm way up here and you're way down there. <laughs> Talk dirty to me. But then again, look at the advances we made in technology just in the last few years. Maybe the aliens are coming by dropping off a little something saying, here, use that right. Here, use that right. And then they come back. Oh, God, you got what'd you do with that? God damn it. And they leave. We could Sir, have been Michael, reverse engineering their shit and been like, oh, this is cool technology. And boom, <laughs> we got it. Michael Bay quick. already gave us the answer to this, guys. We got Megatron under the Hoover Dam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Like, what if the aliens dropped us some technology and it was supposed to fuel and make like spaceships and stuff? But we somehow find a way to screw it up and turn it into a vibrator. Or we turn it into no. What's 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 worse than that is we turn it into a goddamn cell phone. It's that technology is supposed to save the human race, and we turned it into a cell phone. I think that's called the Great American Challenge. It is. <laughs> can you imagine what future gener like the future like when when we're when this civilization's wiped out? And the next whatever is looking back on us, like we look at ancient Egypt and stuff, and they look, they find like Reddit or they find Amazon and they find the great American challenge. Like, what the fuck were these people into? <laughs> like, I'm glad they're gone. Those perverts. Those speaking perverts. of speaking of speaking of perverted, let me just say this. If I was in the woods and I saw Bigfoot. I'm probably looking at his junk just so I can report back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, who has seen Bigfoot and not looked at his wiener? You know what I'm saying? Like, probably dude, he didn't live to think about it. 
<laughs> See, you say that. Hey, how big do you think a gorilla's wiener is? Very, very small. Two inches. <laughs> he works it though. He got a big chest. He's, he's been working them traps. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I can. A gorilla. All right. Okay. Strength, I can actually of, relate to a gorilla now. Strength of eight men <laughs> can, can drag you around like you're a ragdoll. Two inch wiener. No wonder he's but so then, angry. Then there's a picture of that chimp who's got his leg all up and he's got this giant set of nuts. Well, <laughs> just because you got a lot of nuts doesn't mean you got a lot of wiener. Uh, that's true. But. <laughs> I just I just find it funny that so many people have seen Bigfoot and nobody's comment like you know well, who's gonna who's gonna admit that they, that they saw a mythical creature in the woods and, and looked, looked at, at his Johnson. Oh my God. I, I would love to be like it wasn't that big. <laughs> like, no, we gotta rename that shit. That ain't Bigfoot. That's Big Dong. That's what that's what You see Bigfoot out in the woods and he's got a he's sitting there. You, you just walk in on his little camp and he's having a little alone time with himself. <laughs> and you startle him and he turns around and it's like this big and you drop your drawers and you're like, Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot, what? And then, and then he, he throws goes, you through a tree. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or he says, oh, cool, I've been looking for an unwilling participant and drags you into the bush. <laughs> yeah, but if it's only that big, it's not going to be that traumatic of an experience. All right, Brian, let me know how that goes for you. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Weird Hour. To me. The old. Weird Hour this week is brought to you by <laughs> Dust Devil Garage. <laughs> I was going to say, do you need to make a video for your Weird Hour now? I think Maybe. <laughs> I didn't I knew- start this time. I knew this was going to be dark as soon as Jed and Brian showed up. I was like, all right, what? here we go. Here we go. Hey, see how quick hey, it hey. degenerates. Who was the first one to talk about wieners? Hey, I just showed up for the weird hours. As soon as I saw Brian here, I'm like, we're weird hours. I'm going to get on. <laughs> if you can't have fun and have a good laugh at a Sasquatch dong, what can you laugh at? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few other you can't things. Can't laugh at a Sasquatch dong or your friend burning his face off. What? 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 What's the point? <laughs> That's true, man. We had some crazy stories. There's been some crazy talk on here. This might be the craziest live stream that anybody in this little community has ever done. Well, you're welcome. We have depth and range. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, depth is a pun to the wiener discussion. Ten four. No, that's uh, what's messed four. up. Like on those, my live streams, those are the dimensions. Like, by the way, you get like Johnny Mopar come in, and everybody's having these great car conversations and everything, and it just all of a sudden, boom, it switches, and Johnny's like, "I don't think I want to be here anymore." <laughs> you just see the look on his face. He goes. All right, guys. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, you know, I stopped caring a while back. I was like, you know, always trying to like, I don't know, play that, you know, Hey, come sponsor me. Like if you know, I've heard some podcasts where I'm like, how do these people have sponsors? This is insane. So I'm not even worried about it. Now it's like, let's just have fun. Let's do this is what people want to see and hear and, Dude, I've got on my back, (laughs) and I know that they know my sense of humor. Jed, I need to talk to you about. I got a Jeg's delivery. I'm a little disappointed. Boy, a little disappointed. Uh, Uh, We'll talk. I don't want to blast them because I know they'll make it right. So uh, we can get it fixed for you. 
yeah that's what I, i'm I'm returning the stuff anyway because i had a change of heart <laughs> but uh oh i was i was surprised at how it showed up i was like really jakes <laughs> come on guys um well, the box was uh, open it showed up open i was like that what was is probably more here? fedex i i think so yeah fedex is freaking awful one of FedEx the is also really bad about being open. skimpy with the tape fedex from yeah me ace ventura when he's like Stealing the dog in the opening scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't you can't you talk to Jen like like when you make an order if you're talking to a person, can't you say, Hey, I want this shipped by this shipper? Yeah, you can you can have it ship UPS or however you want, but it's way more expensive if you go UPS. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're I was, probably just going with the cheapest, but I was just surprised at how much airspace was in the box for shit to get jacked around. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, that is, you know, even Amazon, you order one little thing and they put it in a box that big, full of airbags. It's like, hey, Amazon, what are we doing here? But then I get a giant box from Jags where I spend damn near a thousand dollars and the thing is fucking just jacked. I was like, damn. I, I actually got mad at my wife. I was like, why'd you open my shit? It said Jags on it. She's like, oh, it came like that. I was like, damn. There's bolts and shit falling out of the box. I was like, oh my no, God. Nice. Knowing like, your oh. wife, she's probably like, uh, excuse me. Knowing my wife, she did that shit just so that I would <laughs> not <laughs> like, order again. Screw this guy. <laughs> no, but no, I, I'm sure they'll make it right. I was just, you know, it's not like <laughs> I don't know who they're hiring in their shipping department, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you're making thousand dollar plus orders to Jags? No, I say thousand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna second guess. You know, racing you if you're throwing that kind of dough around. Hey, money can get spent real quick on bullshit. I'll tell you that right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> this mailbox cost me a couple hundred bucks. I shouldn't have even bought it, but <laughs> I can't find a Roadrunner hood for less than a... Th- I, well, you didn't say for sure, so I got the biggest one I could find. Um, I uh, I know where there's a bigger one. <laughs> okay, Jack. Yeah, what she said. With Bigfoot. <laughs> oh no, Larry Augenstein, he makes the tallest for oh oh no, he makes the Mopar Pro stock, not the Snorkel. How tall is it? Uh he actually makes the he's the only guy who actually he reproduces the Sox and Martin style boss Hemikuda. The oh really? Mopart. Yeah, the All great right. big one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This one is actually once I put it on, I was like, oh, that's a little it's a little crazy, but especially when it's like I know that people are gonna be like, what do you got on there? A big block? Like Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah definitely. Sure. It identifies sure as do. a big block. <laughs> you popped uh, it, I'm just laying under there like, sup. <laughs> no. Uh I uh I'm happy that we decided to get a little crazy tonight. This is fun. I liked it. Man, we went on. I wonder how many people listen to this are gonna look up four one one now, missing four one one and go, damn, a lot of people have gone missing. They have them on Amazon. Uh, they have the the hunter one where the hunters were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a good one to watch. If if you guys have Amazon right now, go and look up uh, missing four one one. You'll see missing four one one the hunted or something like that. It's the latest documentary. But uh, a lot of people. <laughs> it's uh, crazy crazy stuff we talked about here tonight. We've almost gone three hours. I think we're going to cut it off here. Ruben was supposed to join us tonight. This is like right up Ruben's alley. He was actually, we were talking about it and he said that he tried to do something like this and like a bunch of people bailed. And I was like, if people don't want to talk about it, they don't want to talk about it. But 
I'm tell, interested you tell in it. Just said time. I'll be there. I know. I was like, come on, dude. He was he was in the chat for a little bit, but he didn't jump on. Um, maybe next time. I think I think we'll do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was definitely fun. Yeah, I like talking Mopars a little bit, and then we'll get into the crazy shit. So at least some people can get a little wet their beaks a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the ones that stay around, like Raker. Raker has stayed around through the worst of my shit. So yeah, he's <laughs> a lot. A lot of these familiar names definitely stick around. If you're still, if Raker you're still in the chat, no, no man, don't do it. You're gonna make me on. Don't There's, do it. There's, <laughs> there's about 21 people across youtube and facebook right now send uh send me a comment so i can shout you out. i don't want to see who's all here i see the normals the regulars are here this is like a bar the regs always show up <laughs> that's right <laughs> two hacks i think you're right <laughs> oh man Bigfoots and Mopars is in here. What if he came in at wrong time of that conversation while we're talking about him and his dog? (laughs) Bigfoots and Mopars, I think you need to come on this this talking Mopars after dark sometime, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Because we barely brushed the surface of missing 411. Oh no! Yeah, it would take we had gone too far down the rabbit hole. Matt and I have been friends for a few years now, and we've never talked about this kind of shit. And we're both like <laughs> right in it. And Blake's over there, like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I burned like, my damn face off, and you guys are talking about Bigfoot's dong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Brian should put that on the side of his duster: "Big block dong" or "Big Sasquatch dong" on the side of his duster. Oh, no. I'll get him the decal, mate. Don't you guys worry. <laughs> Believe me, I'm painting it because of the damn red rocket jokes. That, that <laughs> might be why Bigfoot doesn't want to be found. He's got a little tiny hog, and he doesn't want anybody to see it. <laughs> he's like, nah, I got these big feet. I ain't going <laughs> to. No, man, he's just a grower. It's all right. It's all right. He's a grower. He could just wear pants like the rest of them. <laughs> Oh man, what a good show! What a fun show! Can you imagine just seeing Bigfoot walk in and business business casual, like, "Hey, he's got a time clock on the tree, and he just punches in." I guess I got to be seen by two people today. (laughs) He just like punches in, like just rips the suit off. He's like. <laughs> and then he he gets home to his Bigfoot wife, and she's like, "How was work, honey?" He's like, "Ah, eh, scared a couple of Cub Scouts and stole some apples. <laughs> pretty pretty lame today." messed up. What if you what if what if what if you became president, and then they took you into this where where all of the decisions of the country get made, and it's nothing but like four or five Bigfoots just sitting around. They're oh, smart as hell. Oh my God, we're talking about Bigfoot. So Sasquatch, a guy I fell in love with on Facebook, he's a guy who dresses up as Sasquatch, and he plays a saxophone in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And I've been following him since he was just like a small little thing, and now he's like this huge internet phenomenon, I guess, on Facebook. And he's doing a tour, and he's coming to Kansas City. And what? Yeah, he's coming to Kansas City. I don't know where he's actually based out of. It's like he's like, like good at playing the saxophone. Oh fuck yeah! Oh okay. yeah! And I, I text Anna. It's like we're going to see him. Like I don't care what we're doing that day. Like, if that if that tour dates on the on fucking No Name Nationals. It's like 
I'll show up late. Zach <laughs> 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 Squatch. Could you guys That's just imagine cool. being Bigfoot and like fucking finding Bigfoot crew comes rolling through in the middle of the night, just screaming all hours of the night? Like, <laughs> I would throw something just to make him shut up. I'm trying to fucking sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that Chuck's said Chuck's uh, a boulder? Yeah. I can't remember what the hell we were talking about, but, uh, you know, what if everybody out in the woods is using that Bigfoot call and it's actually his mating call and Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I said that earlier. Did you have some big horny horny monster yeah. coming out of the woods at you? Yeah, you don't know what the hell you're saying to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people that bark at their dogs. You don't know what you're saying <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Bye, Scott. All right, let's let's end on a Mopar note just for fun. <laughs> See you later, Scott. Sean asks, what do you guys think of me swapping an Aspen grill onto my 78 Valeri? Also, if you want a good laugh, look up how much Aspen Valeri grills cost nowadays. My competition would know better than this or better about this kind of thing. Um an Aspen grill on a Valeri. I don't know. I don't I don't know I care. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole thing. Those cars aren't popular enough yet that I don't think anybody would even notice. Now, I, I probably another would. five years and you're going to have people like Dutch who rule the rule the car world now because he's got 50 of those cars. They're cool cars. They're not my style. But now that I've been looking at these friggin' kit cars, I'm like, the only thing I can think of is those wide bodies were like ahead of their time. You know what I mean? When you look at them and you see the shit that's happening with like the imports and stuff now, it's like, fuck, Mopar was doing it back in the 70s. Where, where have you guys been? But that's kind of, it's kind of well known that like the Japanese car culture kind of follows American car culture because I mean, anything that happens on our soil usually happens a couple years later over there because they have a huge, I, I was surprised when I was a teenager I was in a, a Japanese bookstore and they have all their import magazines or whatever. And I noticed that they're really into vans and they have a huge low rider culture over there where a bunch of Japanese guys are dressing like cholos, which I think yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> no, have you looked up dodgy bonds? Oh, they race those things, man. Brian. And it's newer van. They're not racing the old ones, are they? They're I've been looking, like I've been looking for uh, a newer van actually <laughs> um i can't i can't find one for reason because of the van life and shit vans have gone astronomical it's insane um but uh, i've been looking at city uh city vehicle and city uh city fleet auctions and stuff and yeah. there's a there's a couple nice shorties with low miles that i'd like to go look at but you have to be a member of the auction house and stuff um but uh I, I would Are like you to judging me, Blake? No. Matt said he hit it, and I quote verbatim. Not Matt. Chris. Chris said, I've been looking online at a couple of shorties with low mileage. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, when, door, door when the live... Door open, Chris's wife comes in, what you looking for? I do that when the live stream isn't on. (laughs) Chris, I'll say this. Since you're also into vans, you're going to freaking love the fabric we got for Dad's van. Really? The interior. Nice. It's fantastic. Is it furry? (laughs) No, it's not fucking furry. Okay. I think Jezebel's interior. Okay. Um, 
Was it what your dad was talking about on the last video when uh, he was riding with Anna? He was talking about what he wanted to do to the interior. He was it. talking button tuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing button tuck. Okay. All right. When's that? Is that video out? No, no. Oh, I've okay. got to fabricate. I've got to do the whole interior. Oh shit. That's going to be cool. a lot of work. Awesome. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, I better start getting on my van because I don't want to. <laughs> I'm behind already. Like, it's been, I got another project now. So it's like, all right, well, I'm waiting for parts on the Roadrunner. I need to record some content for that. So, yeah, we got all of our flares, air dam, and spoiler and visor coming from Kirk at Custom Vans. <laughs> How long are they out? Because when I tried to order, when I got my van, he was like seven months out or something like that. I was like, Jesus. I think we ordered in January. Okay. And uh, he texted me the other day and said, hey, I got everything done except for the flares. You want me to go and send this stuff? And it's like, no, nah, just send it all as one big piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I need to get – yeah, maybe I do that soon. Just throw throw them on. I don't I don't know what I want to do about paint yet because um, I want them to match. So I guess I'll have to try my hand at paint. <laughs> oh, I found a silver at Walmart just in a rattle can that matches mm. almost perfect to Dad's van. Really? Yeah, I painted the whole underside of the van, the rockers and stuff, where all the paint was burned off. Actually, I saw some of the touch-up paint you did on it. It looked good. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do the same. We're going to fix, like, the roof, and we're going to do the uh, hood where all the paint's burned off and blended in. Nice. Oh, when I when I, when I try to paint a car, I trigger you. But when he paints, paints some of the spray can, you're fine with it. <laughs> I only said that because I saw Jed's comments <laughs> on your, on your <laughs> and oh, it was wait, just wait. Wait till you see the video that's coming out in the next couple of days of this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I saw. I thought I saw another. Oh yeah, here, here. Uh, Bad Tree Productions. That's another, the other Blake. Uh, said they were talking about race vans. I think I missed that live. <laughs> What are you doing there, Big Walk? Oh, oh I thought you, I thought you were about to give us a show. Like, I'm no Sasquatch or anything, but check this out. Is this looking infected to you? Instead of calling it after hours, you might call it the weird hours. <laughs> well, uh, Brian's already Brian's already copier in that. I had to come up with a different name, and I was like, eh, "After Dark" sounds like a an After oh, Eleven right. Showtime show that I used to watch when I was twelve. So, and it was <laughs> real blurry. Actually, no, I got it pretty clear. But, anyways, anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, I think we're gonna call it at almost three hours. We went, we went a, a nice strong hour of talking a little bit of Mopar's talking shit about Dodge. <laughs> God, you know, they're going to watch that and they're going to be like, what else do they talk about? <laughs> and they're just going to jump forward. And it's going to be me going, I would take a picture of Sasquatch's dick. <laughs> be like, Don't need to worry about him. I want to sue him for the name. But... <laughs> yeah, oh, man. All right. Well, that was talking Mopars after dark. Thank you for joining. If you've stuck around this long and you got weird with us, thanks. It was a lot of fun. We'll probably do it again. Um, and again, we'll talk Mopars for a little bit and get into the weird stuff. But I think we'll call it at three hours. Um, we have that not a rape van that Jed got into. That? What was that? That was my cat. Oh, <laughs> good God. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was kind of creepy for a second. Okay. Oh. On that note, we didn't see Sasquatch's dong, but we saw Jets. Have a nice night, everybody. No Mopar left behind. We'll see you next time. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR. And you just might get to hear yourself on this show. So keep sharing those Mopar stories with me and anything else that is on your Mopar addicted mind. What a crazy episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you have a sense of humor because we're just trying to have a good time. One last thing before we go, don't forget how important it is to keep your Mopar protected from the elements. If you do need protection like a car cover, don't wait. Head on over to TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and go get your Mopar covered today. Before we shut this podcast episode down, if you want some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and cool swag like that, check out the merch shop on TalkingMopars.com. And for exclusive bonus episodes and videos only for my supporters, become a Facebook supporter today and get immediate access to those benefits. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars Live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.